fake facts from the geek out heroes. All right, real fake fact. Men commit suicide at three times the rate just to prevent more females from existing. <laughs> That's a fair statement. <laughs> well, haven't you heard, Miles, lately women don't need men. Apparently, we're not even needed for having kids. <laughs> Chromosomes disagree, but, you know. It was like that, uh, that bullshit that... Uh, uh, what the hell is the name? Elliot Page was spouting on about, off about, and I told Marco, "Was like somebody should tell Elliot that nobody cares what a straight white male thinks." <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club, asshole. <laughs> Do not attempt just. Do not attempt to adjust. Do not attempt to adjust the frequency. There is nothing wrong with your streaming device. We are controlling the transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will tune it to a whisper. We control the hysterical. <laughs> we control the rational. Mm. Yes, boy, I agree. Boy. Sit patiently, and we will control all that you hear. <laughs> we repeat. There is nothing wrong with your streaming device. You are about to participate in a great awakening. You are about to experience the truth and wonder reaching from the inner mind of the Geek Out Heroes. Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. Miles. This is Loach. <clears throat> and listeners, you're going to have to put up with me wheezing and kind of having short of breath uh, more than usual because my sinuses are going fucking crazy. I'm starting to lose my voice and Josiah's sinuses are going crazy and he's his voice isn't sounding as normal as it usually does. Life is what it is, and life finds a way. And at some point, if if I stop talking, just know that I'm signing the rest of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think in a <laughs> in a weird twist, you're actually in worse shape than I am for once. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck it is. It was so weird last night. So, listeners, last night we were playing while well, I was playing Elden Ring. Josiah was playing Elden Ring. Miles was watching Critical Role, and about like an hour before uh, I started watching critical role with miles, I start feeling really fucking weird. Like just head starts feeling fucking like it's a, like it's a sponge filled with water. I'm just kind of like, Oh, like kind of all groggy feeling. And then uh, I start getting a headache and my ears feel like they need to be popped. So I try to pop my ears and my sinus, especially the left one just hurts like fucking crazy. feels like it's going to explode while I'm trying to fucking just pop my ears like normal. So my sinuses were just getting all fucked up and they just kept getting progressively worse. And then I, I went to, I just, I just finally couldn't handle anymore. Decided to go to bed and my, my brain tries to wake me up in the morning. Like, Hey, it's time to get up. This is your normal time to get up. You should get up now. We need to get up. And I'm like, Nope. The rest of me is just like, uh, uh-uh, it's not happening. You go, you can go fuck yourself. Disinclined to acquiesce your request <laughs> <laughs> means no. 
just a going to be a rough. It's going to be a rough one today. So, anyways, enough of me talking because I can't. You know, I don't want to lose my voice faster. What do you guys want to want to chat about this week? I mean, we got the Kenobi uh, trailer that dropped. That looked interesting. Mm-hmm. Had a had some cool stuff going on in the trailer. Um, Very much, but uh, I don't understand what like I don't understand why the show is Kenobi and why it needs to be around him. Why not? Because he he went to Tatooine. I thought it was pretty well established. He went to Tatooine, and became a fucking hermit while he looked after Luke the rest of his fucking life. Yeah, well, you know, didn't go on massive space adventures afterwards. Um, which would never which would explain why you see this massive change in it because Kathleen Kennedy decided that the original uh, scripts weren't good enough and she threw them out <laughs> because she thought they were too bleak. Yeah, that's what I keep. Yeah, hearing. my response to that is. He literally just lived through the fall of the Republic. <laughs> the Jedi are being actively hunted and he's hanging out on a desert planet, looking after a kid. That's not his own. What, what did you think it would be? Right. Were was she expecting a, you know, a fun filled romp from Forrest Gump? Was she expecting, you know, Kenobi to go on there and be like, all right, look, the rest of this is going to be an inspiring story about how you came back, took over the re- the empire. And destroyed it and brought back the Jedi. No, that doesn't happen. Fuck, that doesn't even happen for Luke in the entire arc of your story now. So tell us again why why you threw out the original scripts. I mean, because you're such a good judge of what of what good scripts are. I mean, fuck, Ryan Johnson nailed it, right? And you raved about that shit. Why is anyone listening to this person? She's the same person that told people that Indiana Jones shouldn't get the girl and should walk away with the dog in a meeting with oh. Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. And they laughed at her. I mean, the dog's more loyal, probably. Yeah, but you shouldn't fuck the dog. Well, obviously. Just a it's just wrong. Here's the thing. I'm not even like, I'm not even wanting to see it. Like, I, I wasn't super excited when they first announced it because I sat there going, what are you going to do? Just show him sitting there on Tatooine fucking being a hermit because that's what he was <laughs> going to a bar like, once in a while. Yeah, he, Eat goes dinner. into a bar every now and then tells him about his troubles, wishes he had the fucking, you know, force back, then has to kill everybody in the room because they find out he's a Jedi. Like, <laughs> that's what I said. Don't try. I have high ground. <laughs> <laughs> I told Qui-Gon the whole time, no, we shouldn't teach this kid or take him with us at all. This is I called him a pathetic life form. This is a bad idea. And then I ended up becoming his <laughs> becoming his best friend. And I ended up teaching him. I became the teacher. I wasn't supposed to be the teacher. He was supposed to be the teacher. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not sober. You're drunk. <laughs> ben, could you just could you just give me the money and, and take the drink? I don't want to listen to this anymore. I just I just want to go off, home. Man. Are you trying are you start are you are you trying to start a fire? I have the high ground. <laughs> just stands on a chair. Fucking stool in the middle of the fucking room. <laughs> I have the high ground. <laughs> no, one, no one can take me from the high ground. <laughs> All I, right, I, I still... think you've had a little bit too much. No, you've <laughs> had too much. No, you've had not enough. <laughs> <laughs> you will bring me one more drink. <laughs> it is not right, last well, I'm going to bring you one more drink, but the only reason I'm bringing it is because you're giving me money, not because you waved your hand around like a Jedi, like you think you're a Jedi. <laughs> fucking crazy ass old man 
I like this script better. <laughs> I still love the meme where it says if uh, Star Wars ever had one swear word needed to be in there. And it was the uh, end scene where he sits there and goes, Anakin, don't try. Don't fucking try it. I have the high ground. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, they tried to pull on the emotional, uh, the emotional nostalgia the second they popped in with the fucking duel, the, you know, duel the fates. Dude, I, 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 I'm not going to hate on that, though. That was a nice touch. It was. It's, it's a decently done trailer. I think the fans that have taken the trailer and fixed some of the characters uh, it does a better job. Uh, what's up with the what's the Inquisitor looking so bloated for? That's a good question. That's that's one of the things that fans have gone through and fixed. They're like, this is how he should look. What the fuck are you guys doing? I mean, I get it. The cartoon and real life. Yeah, but cartoon comics aren't going to directly looks, translate, but he just doesn't. He just looks so weird. I mean, his skull is fucking massive. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Knowledge is power. <laughs> well, he's inquisitive. <laughs> So I guess that makes sense. Ah, <laughs> the more you know. Yeah, so I, I I don't know. I I don't feel like the show is going to serve any purpose. I don't think it's going to do that. I don't think it's going to do what the fans are hoping for. I don't think it's going to be that that kind of uh, nostalgia that people are looking for with it. It's it's not going to be a Mandalorian. It's not going to be things that kind of trying to fix some of the fucking shit that was done in the the prequels, obvious or the uh, sorry the the sequel trilogy. Um, and there are so many fucking ridiculous rumors. Like some were like, oh, it's going to have pre, or they're going to have scenes of Anakin from the Clone Wars. I'm like, so they're recreating scenes from the Clone Wars show, or they're just going to show other other areas of their life. From the Clone Wars, because I thought the Clone Wars cartoon kind of covered all that pretty Clone fucking Wars well. Clone Wars cartoon wrapped it up pretty well. <laughs> um, I don't think there's really any need to do anything, because the thing I'm worried about that, and the reason why I bring it up is like, I'm worried they're going to retcon shit from the Clone Wars cartoon, and then say, oh, that's not canon anymore, and I'm going to lose my fucking shit. They, yeah. The only things I would like for them to retcon from the Clone Wars series is every Jar Jar episode I had to sit through. There weren't that many. It was fine. And he got through it just like Jerry Lewis got through every fucking scene in his movies. Completely incompetent, retarded, and nobody laughed, but everybody sat there going, <laughs> out of just plain uh, pity. Pity. Yeah. There were a lot he's more. stupid and gets things done. <laughs> the problem with Jar Jar is he's not Forrest Gump. That's the problem. Yeah. Jar Jar goes full retard. Jar Jar is full retard. Never go full retard. That's why people don't like him. There were a lot more Jar Jar episodes in uh, the first two seasons. I think by season three is when they kind of uh, they pretty much kind of yeah they pretty much kind of cut about uh, the animated series entirely eventually because they realized oh yeah nobody really likes this guy and most of the people who are watching the show are still adults. Yeah, the first two seasons they're only were... watching it with their kids, so we shouldn't punish them because they want to hang out with their children. <laughs> yeah. Because the first two seasons were uh, we're we're still trying to make this a kids show, and then after that they're like, oh yeah, most kids don't care about this, and we have ninety percent adults watching it. Rebels really did the same thing; they kind of made the same mistake. They started out with like, oh, it's supposed to be for kids, and then it turns into, oh, it's not really for kids. At least they so, only did one season where it was uh, a kids show, and then by second season they're like, oh yeah, we got the the Clone Wars audience back; they're yeah. adults. Yeah, we got the Clone Wars audience back. Ezra Bridger needs to be a little more grown up and actually have somebody or actually be somebody that we're going to want to root for. So they're going to we're going to make some character changes here. And it, they do a good job in the show, especially with Rebels, of like making him seem like he's growing up. 
through the process of it. So uh, that's one of the reasons why it kind of goes smoother for that. Whereas Clone Wars has kind of a jarring, like this is definitely for kids at the very beginning, starting with the movie. And it feels like kids, feels like kids, feels like kids. And then all of a sudden just completely changes. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden in season three, it goes from a kid's cartoon to apocalypse now. Yeah. Everything just got real. (laughs) Yeah. Francis Ford Coppola in (laughs) directing Star Wars, (laughs) the Clone Wars. I mean, I know Loach, you're going to hear definitely going to watch Kenobi. I mean, Star Wars, so we can expect that. But the thing is, is at least we Uh can expect the fact that you'll actually be able to tell us what your thoughts on it. So we'll actually be able to have that content for the podcast and we'll be able to ask you questions about it on whether or not it's whether whether or not it's worth watching for the rest of her for some of us who don't have uh, Disney Plus like me. Um, I'll probably end up watching it as well. I'm not nearly as excited, but it looks interesting enough. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it looks good. I don't like there was a few things that I wasn't cool with, like. The way the Inquisitor looked, the Grand. Oh, yeah, that's that's Starkeen. I thought for a second it was a completely different character. Same Until here. The Grand Inquisitor looks a little odd. Yeah. Reva, the black chick who's an Inquisitor, she looks bad as fuck. Um, I think she, her, and, her and Kenobi are going to get into it quite a bit. Um, she's not but there's the like, same character that's in. <sighs> no, she's a new character. Okay, I was going to ask if she was the same character that was in. Uh, Jedi order or uh, uh, order or sorry, the Jedi fallen order fall, fall, ah, fallen order. Thank you. God damn. No, she's a different. I, from what I've heard, she's a new character. Okay. Um, there is rumor. There's a couple rumors. I'm a little worried about someone saying that they saw Ray Park on set and he played Maul. Yeah. So I'm really hoping they don't retcon that. Yeah. Cause that moment um, in, uh, in Clone, Clone Wars, Wars is freaking fantastic is basically, yeah. you know, when he basically him learning that uh, Kenobi it's not Clone Wars. Sorry. It's a, a, a rebels. rebels when he, he learns that freaking Kenobi is still alive and he completely just yeah. goes, well, I'm going to go settle this once and for all. Cause this guy, this guy's my fucking Everest. He's my Moby Dick. So yeah. I'm going to go and take care of this nonsense having that duel and i mean it's it's a quick duel but it's badass i you know a lot of fans complained about that duel like online i went and uh read about everybody's thoughts on the episode they're like oh it should have been an epic fight i was like dude that was fucking awesome it was two moves yeah it was one of the it was that thing of like it it was that point of maul was a great was was a great sith but he was no match ever for kenobi Kenobi. it was never gonna happen yeah. Regardless of what he did, it was never going to happen because the only thing he ever wanted was to beat him after that moment or after the, the fir- their first fight. He was obsessed with it, but he never really did it. Like, other than the fact that he, you know, he still had his, his Sith Lord training, he never really improved in any of his skills combat wise. I mean, there was no there was no further ability for him to gain. I mean, for God's sake, we're talking about a guy who, excuse me even in the book or originally in the books got a shit pushed in by one Vong and no, this is not a genderism. This is just how the Vong work. Their, their females are not as strong as their males. And it was a female Vong that nearly wrecked his shit. He almost lost the fight. Yeah. And you know, this, that that's, that's kind of, t- that should tell people like, this is the per, this is the kind of, uh, you know, person who while he's extremely talented and yes he was a badass sith and should have been in the entire in, in my opinion the entire trilogy 
Um, oh yeah, he should have been the main bad the whole way. In in yeah, in the the during the uh, the prequels, he should have been he should have been there. That the fight between Kenobi and him, that should have been the the fucking pinnacle where Kenobi went. Like it should, in my opinion, this listeners is just me, and I know there there are probably other Star Wars fans that might feel the same way. In my opinion, in the tr- the prequel trilogy, Maul should have been in the entire way. He should have been uh, Kenobi's General Grievous instead of General Grievous. And he should have had, they should have had the epic fight scene of Kenobi versus Maul where Kenobi has to fight him in order to go after Anakin. And he beats Maul, you know, finally beats him. But meanwhile, the entire Republic is going around, going down, down around him. Like yeah. the entire Republic, it doesn't matter if he won that fight because they still lost. And that would, that yeah. would be the whole thing. Like, and because of that, he still lost Anakin. And that's when you have, well, I mean, that. that's, that's like- when you go into that fight scene. So well, that's like how I said the whole sequel trilogy should have been around. I mean, if you were going to bring in Palpatine, which I didn't think you should have, but the whole thing should have been a, the secret fleet instead of the fucking. Are you talking? About, you're talking about the Death sequel Star. trilogy. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, everybody's going to have their own different ways yeah. of way. I mean, honestly, the funny thing is, is with the trailer for Kenobi and how just fucked off the sequel trilogy ended up being. I have a whole new appreciation for the prequels now. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> like, cra- that's the that's the and, and that's part. the craziest shit I never thought I would say. Yeah, that's why I was I, I laughed at Loach when I said the fact that like you know yeah I have uh, I have an entire set of Star Wars of this of the Star Wars movies. I have the Skywalker saga and the Palpatine trilogy. Yeah, because that's literally what it is. It's not a Skywalker saga all the way all the way through Disney. You can try and wrap it up that way as much as you want. Would I like to have seen the Star the the, the Skywalker? Saga nine movies long. Absolutely. But you, in order for you to do that, you would have to bring back a lot of the lore that you got rid of just because, you know, you wanted to slam your dick down and you wanted to give Kathleen Kennedy something to do and make her feel powerful. Oh, this script's no good. Seriously. As a producer, she has way too much fucking power. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't care if she's the head of fucking Lucas at all because she has no create, she has no creativity whatsoever and shouldn't be making those decisions. Yeah. She's, I, I got a feeling it won't be too long before she's ousted, especially if Kenobi fails. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think they'll keep her around as much as they want because Disney's more concerned about virtue signaling and making sure that they preserve what they've lied about, what they care about more than actually being creative and doing something right. But, yeah. you know, I'm just super Fuck cynical <laughs> and and that's just the way I'm, I'm going to see things. Because that's why that's why I laughed at so many people were like, oh, they're finally going to get rid of yeah, Kathleen Kennedy for like months. And then I was like, that's not going to happen. They're not going to do it. They're never going to get rid of this person. She could be the worst person on the planet. Yeah, and she, she doesn't have a creative bone in her body. I'm sorry. She doesn't. That's that's been proven over and over again. I don't care who you are. You can look through her film, through her history of stuff that she's recommended and things that have had that have, that have happened in conversations that people have talked about on other podcasts or other, or, or other documentaries. And she, she just doesn't know what she's talking about. She's just, yeah. All right. Well, why are you like, why are you even in this meeting? Oh, I'm attached to other people who know me. Great. So you're a person who knows people. Awesome. Sounds exactly like Hollywood. She was never going to get rid of because Disney's sitting there going, all right, well, you know, we have Kathleen Kennedy. We made this big announcement of the fact like, you know, women empowerment and all this stuff. And then she took that and ran with it and did the whole, the forces female nonsense. Nobody told her that the uh, force penetrates us. It can't be female. 
<laughs> I, well, I've seen some very the, convincing wants, documentaries she, <laughs> online that say otherwise. If she wants, yeah, if she if she wants, you know, if she wants to be technical about it. Well, the force is actually two males and a female. If you want to go there, because that's lore. I mean, that's that's Anakin. That's literally what Anakin encountered when he entered the force from behind, <laughs> <laughs> and he met the uh, the the sister and the brother. One was the dark side. One was the light side. And met the father, who was the balance that Anakin was supposed to become. The balance. Well, if I remember right, they taught they touched on this in Rebels. They showed an entire episode of it in Clone Wars. Yeah, but I remember them touching on it also in Rebels. So, yeah. so I mean, it's this isn't like this isn't something that's not in canon. You guys support the Clone Wars. You support Rebels. So, if that's canon, then. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She doesn't know any of the lore. She doesn't know any of any of that stuff. So why is she making decisions for Star Wars? Well, and that's something that I've always said is if you're going to put somebody in charge of a project, make sure, they make sure they're shit. a fan of the project that yeah. they're in charge oh, yeah. of. Yeah. Dave, Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau need to be running Lucas. Agreed. <laughs> like- <laughs> they, not, they might not make all the best decisions, in my opinion, but that's true for anyone. Uh, that's that goes along the lines of like, I don't agree, you know. It goes along the same lines of like with Loach and I best friends don't always agree with each other, but that's, that's where that would come in of like, okay, I don't really fully agree with this, this, this decision, but I respect it. Whereas with her, it's well, that thing of like, I don't agree with your decision because it's based in nothing. It's based on no knowledge whatsoever. It's based in, mm-hmm. in nothing that you're aware of. Like Kevin, like that's one thing I have to say with Kevin Feige. Well, I don't agree with all of his decisions. And I think that some of the movies that have been made for Marvel should have never existed or weren't very good. Iron Man three. Yeah. Uh, I respect the fact that he know he knows the Marvel. He knows Marvel. He knows the universes. He knows a lot of things about comics and is willing to hear creativity from other people than himself. And he also takes the brunt if the risk doesn't pay off. Absolutely. Yeah. He's and willing. He's thing. and he's, yeah, he's, he's, he doesn't show that he's, he's willing to own up to, yeah, that didn't yeah. work out so well. Let's try and fix this. Let's try and fix yeah. it later. Or let's try and do something else. Um, you know, it doesn't change the fact that they still retcon shit, even in Marvel. Like they retconned basically the, uh, <clears throat> uh, the Mandarin when he was in prison. That's that cut scene, that extra cut scene they did to try and fix it and be like, uh, Oh no, he actually the, was uh, the, the Mandarin the entire time. The one, the one shot. Yeah. Yeah. They, they basically null and void that with, uh, his presence in Shang-Chi, but they, in my opinion, kind of redeem, redeemed that character a bit because he was funny in Shang-Chi and he was kind of a great comic relief for it. And, and it worked out. It was one of those things like, well, you know, I have to acknowledge that yes, Iron Man three still, still, you know, still a movie. It, it didn't, didn't change the fact that Iron Man three still happened in the first place, regardless of how I felt about it. Yeah. It's still there. Right. So there were some parts of the Iron Man three. I enjoyed the whole thing between him and the kid was great. That part but- those parts were funny. Yeah. Um, we have a connection. <laughs> we have a connection. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, that, you know, the fact that, that kid shows up later at the end of uh, Endgame. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that was a, that was a great, yeah, that was a great moment. That was why, that was one of the things that were like, after that movie, Loach and I were like, oh shit, is he going to become Iron Heart? Is he going to become the next Iron Man? Are they going to do something like that? Iron Lad or something like that. Yeah. Are they going to do anything like that? And nope, they're not going to do anything with that. Instead, they're doing Iron Heart the way they do in the comics, which frankly listeners is kind of trash that the, if you want to know an example of just woke bullshit, getting put into a fucking comic book, that's one of them. 
I mean, you have a, you have a, you have a, literally a scene in that comic book. And I shared it with the guys a while back of the main character going, and this is why the main character isn't likable to a lot of people. She's literally telling the teacher, you know, Oh, I, you know, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like she's going to, she's basically wants to become this, you know, entrepreneur. She wants to be like Tony Stark. She wants to, you know, become Iron Man, that kind of thing. She's, she's basically telling like, I want to be able to do all these things. I want to go to space and all this stuff. And the teacher goes, yeah, great. Like listeners, I don't, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. She's, she doesn't say like, I want to become Iron Man or anything like that. She literally just says she's going to do great things. She's going to become a scientist. She wants to do all these, all these cool things and become an engineer and, uh, you know, basically things that aren't seen as typical things that a, a little girl would want to do. And that's true. Listeners, if you want to just ask a little girl what she wants to do, it'll change probably on a weekly basis of what they want to become. I mean, for God's sake, my, my niece wanted to become a princess for like three years of her life. And, and that's changed. She wants to do other things. My nephews do the same thing. You know, yeah. you could go from, I want to be a cop to, I want to be a firefighter. I want to chase dinosaurs. I wanted to drive trains. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like that that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that that happens with kids that's just the way they I are i wanted to be a ghostbuster but she she's sitting there in in the scene she's sitting I'm, there in I'm class still she's sitting there in class and saying there are teachers she wants to do all these things and her teacher just goes great that's awesome it's it's really good to have those goals and i'm and i'm, and I'm glad you want to do that and she goes and she she's looking for virtue signaling She's looking for a for a moment for her to go in defi- be in defiance of the of the world and raise her fist against it. And she goes, "Well, you're not supposed to say that." And her teacher goes, "And this is literally in the comic book, listeners." Her teacher goes, "Why am I not supposed to say that?" You this is, and she says, "She says since so and so date, you any anyone has had had the right to be able to become whatever they want." She's like, "So why would I, why would I ever tell you you can't do something when it's based off based off of what you're you want to do? It's based off of your own aspirations." And you can achieve whatever goals you set for, for yourself. And she says, but I, I wanted to, she literally was telling the teacher, I wanted to have this moment where I could tell you the defiance of what you're saying. And she tells her teacher this, I'm like, this is why your character's not liked because you're literally trying to create a character that wanted to be in defiance of the world, but the world doesn't work that way in reality. Instead, the world says, no, you can be whatever you want to be. So that's why your character wasn't like that was depends where you're at. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but, uh, but, but in the, I say, I should say in the United States, yeah. <laughs> you have more where you have more opportunity. <laughs> that, that's just a flat out truth listeners. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but she's telling her teacher this. And, and I was actually, I actually kind of was like, was like, wow. So the comic book artist is doing themselves a disservice because they're, they're not creating a character for the woke. And right, well, they're, they're creating a character for the woke, but they're showing everybody else exactly how the woke are like. And when I say listeners, like whenever we say woke or anything like that, you should know that the woke that we talk about now are what the woke are now. When the woke started out, it wasn't this way. It was supposed to be this like form of enlightenment where somebody saw things, things in the world and were like, oh, this isn't how things are that I perceived before things are actually this way. That was where you had an enlightenment and you became woke. I always hated the fucking term, thought it was stupid as shit. I still do. Oh, yeah. It's it's just it's just an enlightening moment. That's it. You you became enlightened about the world around you and now understand the world better than you did before. Now it's it's woke to, you know, fucking think that kids should be able to have reassignment surgery when they're fucking 13, that kids should be able to take hormones when they're children. And I'm sure, you know, we'd get fucking trash for this if we were on YouTube for saying it, but that's 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 not woke, that's just fucking sick. The comic book got got trashed by a lot of fans saying nobody nobody can like a character that's this way who's actively looking to be oppressed. 
<laughs> when they're not oppressed. Which is really sad because the uh, the concept of the character, I yeah. you know I was pretty on board with, because you know they kept changing. Oh, it's not going to be Tony Stark. We're going to hand off the uh, yeah. all the the Stark tech to someone else. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. I want to see where they're going to go with this. And then within the first yeah. issue, somebody scanned it and put it online, and I quit reading halfway. And I was like, wow, this is they they yeah. started with something that could have been so cool, and then yeah. immediately right off the bat made it lame. So I guess I should thank them for saving right. me time. So this and this is the reason why I'm bringing this up, listeners, is because they're making an Ironheart. They're actually going to be putting Ironheart in the movies or it's or a TV show. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, I think it's a Disney Plus show. Yeah, I okay. think it's a show. Um, and that's why that's why so many people are like you know so many other YouTubers are out there are calling it the MCU because Disney or Disney and Marvel have gotten so engrossed in identity politics and making sure that you know they they represent all these female heroes that that's the only concern they have and not story. And the reason, the other reason why I'm bringing that up is because these people are, it, it, it doesn't seem like Kevin Feige is making all of the calls anymore. It seems like he's being told by the executives of this is the way culture is going. We need to accommodate that. So do it this way instead, instead of doing what you wanted to do, do it this way. Cause Kevin Feige was all for making a uh, Scarlet or a, sorry, a uh, black widow movie years back. And they kept delaying it, delaying it, delaying it, delaying it, saying, no, we're not going to do that. Disney didn't want to do it. And it wasn't until after the whole, oh, we're, we're now female friendly. We're, we're pushing female, we're pushing female heroes that they decided to do it. And they still screwed over. But yeah, it, it seems to me like because of that, that Kevin Feige is not making all the decisions that he used to make before. And you, and listeners, you want Kathleen Kennedy who who doesn't make any good decisions at all to continue to make decisions for, for fucking star Wars, man. Like that's, and that's the only reason why I get, I, I'm apprehensive about Kenobi. So listen to Yeah. I, I know it took a long way to get there, but this is, this is where I was going with that. Of like, you see it, you see a guy who Kevin, like you see a guy like Kevin Feige who makes every now and then makes a bad choice. It's fine. He owns up to it. But for the most part, I enjoy the MCU, even though I'm a, I'm a Marvel fan and I like, uh, six, one, six, uh, mm-hmm. I, I prefer six one six. I prefer the original Earth in Marvel. I'm not a big fan of everything that they do in the MCU, but I enjoy the MCU. I enjoy it for what it is. I can enjoy it for being a different universe. And I know that the person who's running the show listens to other creatives, listens to people who are into the, into the you know into them into Marvel, who know Marvel, and he puts people who actually understand the characters who actually want to do a good job, make a good movie, make the MCU into what it became. And he put them in charge of certain things. That's why you yeah, ended up just, with Endgame. Yeah. Or the, the latest Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, exactly. No way home was no way fucking home. fantastic. Yeah. No way home fans, was fantastic. Knew exactly what to deliver. I mean, it was fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, Taika Waititi is the only reason why I'm willing to watch Thor love and thunder is because He's been put in charge of it. And I'm going, well, he did a great job with Ragnarok. And Ragnarok is I'm, still one of my favorite ones. I'm I'm willing to give and he's a fantastic director. He's a great writer. He's he's comedic. He's he's a comedic genius, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh and I'm I'm willing to give him an, a, a shot on another Thor movie. So okay, yeah, sweet. And then I look at Kenobi and I go, well, Kenobi, while it looks, it looks really cool in that trailer that uh, there's no denying that the trailer looks awesome. Yeah. I Old mean, oh, yeah. Ewan McGregor as Kenobi. I mean, that's fucking yeah. great right off the bat. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he, 
I, I'm I'm really watching it just for him. He embodies yeah. that character perfectly. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is yeah. the reason he's my second favorite character in all of fucking Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. He. Yeah. He's he's that bright. He in me he was that to me he was that bright spot in the prequels because yeah. of all uh, the terrible he, he not because of all the terrible the dialogue. Yeah. Because of all the terrible dialogue. Regardless of the terrible dialogue, he still pulls it off. I love that. Well, I I mean I <laughs> I I've always been a big fan of Ewan McGregor. Yeah. I mean, he his work is I loved him in fucking uh, transpotting. He's just freaking great. I mean, a lot of what he does is he just, really, really yeah. Good. He has that he has that caliber of of being a thespian and coming in and just taking over a role and being able to embody that role on screen. Uh, it's kind of the way you know, not not to the extreme that Johnny Depp does it because Johnny Depp does it because he's a character actor and he won't come out of character even when they say cut. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, you mean uh, he's a method actor? Method actor. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, the best one to ever do that um, is, um, oh, what's his name? He played Lincoln. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day- yeah. Thank you. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He doesn't, um, he doesn't stay in character the whole time, though. He, from what I've heard, he, he did, actually, with a lot of his roles. He is a very extreme method actor. Same with uh, Christian Bale. Uh, apparently was the same way for a while. I guess he doesn't do it as much as he used to, but that's probably because but, everybody hates him for doing it. Yeah. <laughs> right. When he, when he actually thinks he's John Connor and can beat the shit out of anybody on set. <laughs> right. But um, no, Ewan McGregor's fantastic as Kenobi. I mean, and that's why I'm really excited to see it. I think that's, you know, and obviously the whole nostalgia thing with the duel of the fates, being played and it kind of just brought that whole thing back um i'm looking forward to it like i said there's only a couple things here and there you know rumors that are being said about what's going to be happening in the show um supposedly he's going to end up bumping into um the kid who's in jedi the fallen order which i don't know how that plays out like i said we'll see how it goes but the big thing i'm worried about is if maul is actually in it yeah because I don't want them to retcon what they. Yeah, I don't want them. I don't want them up, to. Because that was change that. Fantastic. You know? And that didn't and then, happen. And the whole thing. I mean, it, and then it'd also, be different. It'd be different if they're just going to recreate that scene in live action. Yeah, if they re- recreate it like as a, I don't know, like a precursor of some sort, or if they just do it. Uh, but even I don't even think they need to really honestly recreate it. Or what would have happened? It based off of based off the timeline, it would have happened around that time. Like that fight. It would have been around um, the time that Luke was a kid, like eight years old. I don't know. I, I, I got to look. I, I don't know. All I know is I hope they put more love into it with the uh, special effects and props than they did with Fett. Yeah. Some of Boba yeah. Fett shit was a little, especially, whack. especially with the fucking like, God, dude, the scooters just know I can't let it go. The fucking the, Power Ranger scooters, the, the the fucking bling scooters. They literally, like, they're like they the, were Vespas. The, they were space Vespas. No, they they were bling. Have you seen a bling scooter? A bling scooter. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it's a lot the of people same use Vespas exact fucking them. thing. Yeah, no, I get. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you just sat there. I'm like, and and yeah, they're they're usually Vespas. But yeah, I was just one of those things. Like, what the fuck? And on top of that, when I I watched that scene and I saw what people were talking <laughs> about, it's the slow the slowest fucking scooter, like. 
Oh yeah, that's the bigger bike scene I've ever seen in my life. And on top of that, you can actually see you can actually see them when they're when they're riding through. You can actually see it just it's just fucking regular scooters on wheels on the road yeah. because it's just they're bouncing like that. I'm like, that's you guys don't even don't even understand I, the physics of how speeder bikes. The funny work. thing is, is when I was watching it the whole t- the whole time, I was like, I feel like this should be going faster. Yeah, like the whole I feel time like I could walk the speed. Like, Why is it not going faster? Like, I don't you guys could have gotten off your bikes and ran with this thing. Like, I get what they were trying to get with. Like, there's different sanctions and there's different little gangs and everything like that. But they really missed the mark on how they looked. Yeah. Well, like, and it was the equivalent of somebody somebody who was the the designer for for that group went and saw West Side Story and were like, that's how gangs are, right? Actually, what was that? I saw I saw somebody. What <laughs> yeah. did somebody say? If they had come they down like a- the street snapping their fingers, I think that would have been more acceptable. Yeah, probably. Right. <laughs> somebody, what say? What, I saw somebody's comment on there saying they were a bunch of uh, care. It was like a cyberpunk Care Bears. Like, <laughs> well, I remember messaging you after watching through the entire series, and uh, my first thought was, "Man, Mandalorian season three was actually pretty good." <laughs> I remember the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Boba Fett cameos were cool. I hope he gets his own show at some point. I, yeah. I, I mean, me and, and Margo then, were talking about it talking about that and then i remember when you texted me about that i was sitting there i was like yeah i you're not wrong <laughs> the honest trailers was fucking great my yeah. uh my other thought was uh you know i could have written a better boba fett based show because the boba fett that we all know from the books would have immediately just gone and gotten his ship and left yeah i don't know why they decided to do a boba fett show honestly like it was cool. I thought the cameos that he had. And I know exactly I, why they did it. Everybody went, oh my God, that episode, that Boba Fett episode for Mandalorian was fucking great. <laughs> Let's make a whole show out of it. Yeah, Rodriguez <laughs> did a great job. We should, we should give him his own show. And they were like, all right, sweet. And then they gave him his own show and then they took it away. You know, I was excited for the, uh, the Rogue Squadron movie, which I'm guessing oh, has bro. been shelved indefinitely now. <sighs> it's never remained yet. Yeah. Breaks um, my heart. If they do make it, I'm. I hope whoever they get to make it, they're gonna have them sit down and read the actual Rogue Squadron books, yeah, and just be like, "Hey, this is non-canon, but here's the characters you're dealing with." So, at well, least- you know, you you know the reason why it was why it was canceled, right? Why the the director of it was going to be the same director and writer from Wonder Woman. Yeah, Patty she Jenkins. Did, she didn't like working with Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, hmm. that's why she didn't do it. She's like, I'm yeah. not going to do it. They were button heads a lot. Mm-hmm. From what a lot of news articles were saying, they were uh, creative differences is always the excuse. But well, if they ever do pull that off the shelf, I really hope they take the director and say, "Here's the Rogue Squadron books. Go ahead and read through them." These Dude, are the I was amped. You're dealing with. I was, I was ready. So fucking excited for that movie. Yeah, a lot and of people. Yeah, like, I'm not looking forward to it because she did a terrible job in 1984. She wrote 1984 and directed 1984. Hence why it's not very good. She did not write Wonder Woman and she directed the first Wonder Woman. She did a fantastic job. So I'm completely, I'm completely comfortable in her directing capabilities, not in her writing capabilities. She wasn't the main writer for Rogue Squadron. She was going to be the director. So I was sitting there going, okay, yeah, this actually might be good. Yeah. Cause I remember we talked about this and I was like, ah, 1984 sucked. And you're like, yeah, she didn't hardly have anything to do with that. So no, 1984, she did. Or well, you said she was the writer. She was the writer and director. She but was she's the key not, writer and director. She's not the key writer on Rogue Squadron. She's yeah. not the key writer on the original Wonder Woman. Which is why I was okay with it after we had that yeah. discussion. I was, I was like, like clearly oh. she's a good director. Yeah. 
<laughs> she's just not, you know, she just probably shouldn't be in charge of story. At least not for something she doesn't understand. And that's true for any director. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm was amped. <laughs> like, I, I mean, that whole little teaser it was great. I was sitting there. I was like, holy shit, we're going to get fucking Rogue Squadron, Rangers. Top Gun, Star Wars. Let's do this, man. And yeah, now it's all shelved. Yeah. But I mean, you know, some, some people are like, oh, well, it's probably for the best because she, you know, because of uh, 1984. And I'm like, man, like, uh, she did a great I, job with Wonder Woman, guys. I mean, this isn't a Ryan Johnson was, moment. Like, Ryan Johnson yeah. doesn't understand, didn't understand the material. Didn't didn't want to make the material the way it was supposed to be made and made a shit. He Star wanted Wars to end movie. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to end the the Skywalker saga before the Skywalker saga was supposed to be over and ended up fucking it over and turning it into the Palpatine trilogy. So, OK, well, great. Now it's the Palpatine trilogy instead of the Skywalker saga. So mm-hmm. awesome. Thanks, Ryan. And that just goes along the lines of you shouldn't put people in charge of things that don't understand the material, aren't willing to understand the material and are just going to make their own shit. Ryan Johnson did that. Listeners, going back to what I, what I said about the fact that she, she didn't fully understand the material for Wonder Woman. She had a, her own idea of what she wanted to do with 1984. It was a crappy idea. It was really badly executed. And it's a terrible movie as, 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 as a whole. The second time, so I watched it the first time. I was like, it was entertaining. And, but was I, would, right. I wouldn't go out of, my, out of my way to watch it again. I watched yeah. it again recently just to see if my my original feelings were true. I hate that movie now more than I did the first time I watched it. So because while I'm watching it, my brain's my my brain clicks on because of what I've said, what I've watched before. And it's just not enjoyable to watch the movie when you're just sitting there going, that looks like shit. That looks like shit. This is a stupid story. What the fuck is going on? She literally just raped a guy who didn't give his consent because her boyfriend was inhabiting his body. Yeah, that makes it okay. Happened to a guy, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, happened to a guy, so it doesn't matter. One of those things like, what the fuck? Like double, you know, double standards much on that shit. Uh, you know, and you going through going through that movie again, I was like, man, this was just really bad. And she clearly didn't really fully understand all the material or what what the end goal needed to be. But she had this, I want to tell this story, and it's specifically a story that I want to tell that's showing like the bad guy. Oh, realization that, Oh my gosh, I was, I, I was wealthy the whole time because of my love for my child. Like <laughs> that was the shit she set out to make it. So she made a shitty story around it, man. If you find a, a she place, didn't understand who the main villains were. If you find a place that'll accept love for my child as a rent payment, let me know. Right. Yeah. Instantly. Have those, kids. those places yeah. tend to be pretty shady. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's just called human trafficking. Yeah. Um and then we should burn that place to the ground. Yeah. When when you look at Star Wars, you look at everything's going on, you're like, "All right, well, it, what's the likelihood that Kenobi has had some writers that don't really fully understand the uh the story? What's the likelihood that Star that Kenobi has had directors that don't really fully understand the con- the, the content and are writers as well?" That's uh, probably pretty high. So does uh, that I mean, we'll see. Will that make a good show? I don't know. Let's just, I can't tell you, I can't tell you it's an absolute. I just don't feel like people who, I don't feel like anybody who doesn't know what they're, what they're promoting should be put in charge of anything. And I think we've, well, we've I mean, I feel like, that enough, I feel so. like that when it comes to anything pop culture wise, I mean, if there's a Agreed. huge fan base around it and everything, you should be getting people that know the material. I mean, yeah, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. Uh, I mean, you can go anywhere. Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, you can go the DCEU, you know, MCU, it's just anything with a major you know universe behind it yeah 
that's been built up for years and years, you know, you, you need those type of people to help flesh it out and write it out. And if you're going to keep continuing it, if you're not, and you want to do something new, then yeah, do do something new. But if you're going to do something new, nine times out of 10, you shouldn't be linking it to the original shit. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm looking forward to Kenobi. Uh, I thought the trailer was great. I'm, like I said, I'm a little skeptical with some things, but hopefully I'm proven wrong and it's going to be good. Yeah, you have to let us know, man. You and uh, you oh, and yeah. Josiah. Yeah, I'll I'll keep you guys updated. I'm sure Anderson will probably catch it as well. And if Miles has Disney Plus, he'll probably watch it as well and let me know. Yeah. yeah. No, and I, I mean, don't have Disney Plus anymore, so I might have to see if I can borrow it from one of you guys if I if it, if it's good enough to watch. I still haven't watched uh, the third season of Mandalorian, so. Honestly, the third the third season of Mandalorian was great. Yeah, listeners, I mean, that's not going to stop. We're not going to we're not, we're we're not going to call it the Book of Boba Fett. No, it's, it's if not. you get first, you get through <laughs> the first three episodes. Honestly, the rest of the season is amazing. Here, yeah. I'll get I'll give you a rundown of the first three episodes so you can skip just straight to the Mandalorian content. Oh, I will. He gets his armor back. Sweet. And then you get the, the <laughs> back to tank. Yeah, no, and then he uh, he hangs out in the back <laughs> to tank for an episode. An uh, episode. Three. Yeah. He keeps going into that back to tank and having flashbacks for like the first three episodes. Sweet. Yeah. It's like, uh, I got my ass kicked. I got my armor back, back to tank. I didn't get my ass kicked, but I'm tired. Back to tank. Yeah. Honest trailers calls it like 80% uh, space meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that was. That was the other okay. problem I had with the show. Old old Boba Fett from old canon would have just shot people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this meeting isn't going the way I want no, no, to. Wait, wait. I'll deal with <laughs> your not, not, not even really old old canon. Boba Fett from the episode of The Mandalorian would have just shot people. Yeah. Well, my thing is, it's like they were trying to make a PG Sopranos. Yeah. And you're not far <laughs> off. <laughs> That's what they were trying to do. And I'm like, uh, you're missing the point. Yeah, it, and, and that would work if you kept Boba Fett as Boba Fett. Doesn't take any shit from anybody. Isn't going to be a great negotiator and is just going to turn around and be like, all right, well, you're not doing what I want to do. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, you, if Boba Fett walked in there like fucking Tony Soprano. <laughs> you, know? we, you get one scene of old Boba Fett and it's at the end. They've got him surrounded in a building and mm, uh, he sends yeah. out the guy to negotiate and he's reading the negotiation that was and it's basically great. you can lick my balls and leave or we're going to kill everybody here that was yeah and that was a fucking great yeah. moment and I that's the that closest part. you get to old boba fett yeah it was pretty funny when he walks like there and he's reading the letter and he just looks up and he knows he's fucked <laughs> it was like yeah no that was a great but no it was it was literally trying to make a pg sopranos in star wars universe yeah and the the one thing that I said watching P- the PG, show, man, right there, you, that 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 alone, somebody saying PG with Sopranos, it's like somebody saying they tried to make a uh, you know they tried to make a completely uh, PG PG uh, Boondock Saints, not gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. And the one of the things that I said about the the season was if you start off with one character and then halfway through you have to bring in the one from another show that's doing better. That to tells me it. that you didn't have faith in your original concept to begin with. Absolutely. It's, uh, right. Oh, what was it? It was the uh, the Death Troopers book. Yeah. The uh, the Star Wars zombie book. It was fucking awesome. Han and Chewie show up halfway through, and immediately all the tension is gone. Yeah. 
it, it was one of the, I, I loved that book as soon as established named characters show up that, you know, can't die. I'm like, well, there's no point in reading the rest of this. Right. Cause you take the suspense out of all of it. You, yeah. you, you take the wonderment of Holy shit. Anybody could die. Yeah. You feel that and like, that's even, that's even so, somewhat true in Mandalorian. Like at the end of Mandalorian, before Luke show, like before Luke showed up, the entire tension is just there, 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 and you're wondering how the fuck are they going to get out of this? Like Jesus Christ, this is fucking rough. And the tension goes away, but it's intentional. That's the right. difference, though. The tension's supposed well, to be gone the second this character shows up because you're sitting there going, "This has got to be Luke. This has got to be Luke. Holy shit, this has got to be Luke." And then, then you have the yeah, I'm Luke Skywalker. You're like, yes, like that's that fucking victorious moment of like that was badass to watch. But it, that's supposed to be the tension breaker of how the fuck are they supposed to get out of this? Oh, in comes Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that that's that's meant to be there. Whereas in well, your case, when you're talking about the Death Troopers, with that, it's okay. There's massive amount of tension, and then it. Not even, not even towards the the ending. They're not the end solution. They're just the middle solution. Yeah, it's right. weird because it's gone. Like the yeah. the way it happens in the book is they just kind of show up, mm. and that again tells me that you know, oh, we're we're putting established characters in to prove, oh, it's a Star Wars book. Yeah, right. I I don't need that. I feel like you're using it as a crutch. This this is why I always bitch about you know. I don't want to see named established characters in um, in new properties. Yeah. I want it to stand on its own. Yeah. We talked about that with the Mandalorian. Yeah. The, the, the great thing about the Mandalorian was the fact it didn't need Jedi to start with. And there was, there was that, you know, the, the thing that was connected to, to Grogu was just the fact that he had the force that he, that he had the force. You're like, okay, well he could potentially become a Jedi, but at the same time you're sitting there going, yeah, but you don't need you don't need the Jedi in the rest of this throughout the rest of the first season at all. Yeah, it, it stands on its own and it proves that it can stand on its own. It proved that you could make a show literally about a freaking smuggler if you wanted to. That's not Han Solo, has no interactions with Han Solo, and it could be just fine. You could have they could have made another fucking star. They could have made a Star Wars Firefly as far as I'm concerned, which I would uh, which, watch uh, the shit out of. And that that's one thing that. I know it's always my big gripe. I want a show set in the universe that doesn't even mention any of the already established characters. I want yeah. to see if the writers can write you something can, that will stand on its own. You can mention things like the empire. You can mention things like Jedi and stuff like that. You can even mention Skywalker, but just mention them in reference. No, don't, no, no. Don't bring don't it mention in. Skywalker. Don't mention any of the established characters. I it want something so far off in left field. It just exists in the it's, same universe. It exists in its own on, on its own where it doesn't have to know the other characters in order to establish the fact that it's in Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. I, I want something set in Star Wars, but not close to what we've already established. Give me something well, new you'll in the probably universe get that, that we're already yeah, in. I get it. And you'll probably get that in High Republic. Yeah, when, well... You get that, that in the books, which is why not, I'm enjoying the books as much as I have been. You would, you would have to get that in the books because it takes place so fucking far, like far behind in the timeline that you you wouldn't have a mention of Skywalker. The right. only the only <laughs> character that they've brought in is Yoda, and he's in the books for like five minutes. Yeah, and it makes sense because his species lives for like a thousand years at a time. So yeah. I, I'm not well, mad about it. And he's it not even in the book very long. You know, when it comes to shows, there's a lot of shows that really do it well when it comes to keeping that sus that suspense, that 
that tension throughout, you know, the entire series where, yeah, you know, even established characters are, I mean, the perfect example, I mean, as much as I didn't care for the show, honestly, the perfect example is Game of Thrones. Everybody's head was on the block. Mm. Whether you were an established character, where you were a love character or not, it, they didn't give a fuck. You, you, you're, if you're dead, you're going to die. You know, yeah. period. End of story. And I think a lot of shows could take a lot from that. You know, whether... Yeah, I mean, it that is, show sucked towards the end. So. <laughs> true, I, I get that. But what I'm saying is it's just the tension itself and the yeah. fact that everybody on that show Nobody's could die safe. like that. Yeah. Nobody's safe. You know, um... And that show only sucked towards the end because they went completely illogical at the ending. Oh yeah, well absolutely. that's what happens when you outrun the source material, anyways. <laughs> right? Not really. Like they they could have done they could have done it complete. Like if they had stuck with how the characters existed and how the characters and and I know this just from watching people's analysis of like how the show went. I didn't. I don't care enough for the, the show natural to watch progression it. of the but show. The, not yeah, the, the natural books. the natural progression progression of the character. They literally created an ending just to be a shock ending, and it wasn't. It didn't go along with the character's development even through the show. Yeah. So that was the thing that pissed people off the most. I think was it to them. It felt like a betrayal of everything that they've they've watched through and watched the characters go through, and to watch that happen to a character, especially beloved characters that they they've sat there and going, "Yes, this is you know they're awesome. I'm glad you know fucking Jon Snow having that whole story arc of him dying, coming back, like all that whole that whole thing, like." People have watched people, these characters go through this whole thing and then they go completely against their character and do something completely out of character. And you're like, what? It's the equivalent. He stops hunting Sarah Connor and then goes to protecting her immediately. Yeah. Like yeah. It, what? the funny thing is, is uh, it's like I was watching, I watched the fan reactions when they were watching the episodes. Yeah. Um, and that's when you get a really good sense of how people really felt about the last few episodes of game of Thrones. And it's kind of funny. You you see them. They're so invested. They're so invested. And then it's like the last two to three episodes. And it mm-hmm. all goes to shit. And yeah. just seeing their reactions to it shows you how the majority of the fan base was. Because people are like, this doesn't seem right. Why are they doing this? Wait a minute. Why is it like this? That's why I like watching those type of videos. Because it's it, it, it's entertaining it. to I'm me. Not, I'm not really in, into that stuff. But I totally understand what you're getting at. It gives you It gives you a great gauge of the fandom. Right, exactly. I mean, when you have a series, a beloved series like Game of Thrones, and it is nailing it out of the park pretty much 90% of the time, and yeah. then you hit the last two episodes, two to three episodes, and it all goes right to hell, I can see why people are pissed. Yeah. Like, I, I get th- it. And I think that's, I think, yeah, and I think a lot, in a lot of ways, that's happening with the, that's happened, that's happened with the Star Wars universe. Oh, that's, that's happened, definitely happening with the MCU right now. Yeah, you know, that's definitely happening with the MCU right now. And, it's you know there there's nothing nothing's really safe from what what the industry what when I say the industry Hollywood will do to a franchise or anything like that and to get us moving on to a different topic because we've gone on for so long about Star Wars although it was a great conversation. Uh, speaking of nothing safe, look at what's happening with Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> Amazon is already getting roasted listeners and, and and stuff like that for the rings of power. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's going to be trash or anything like that, but I will tell you, it does not go with the lore. It goes against the lore entirely. And that's just from the teasers and, and the different stuff that they posted. And Amazon is getting trashed on by the majority of Tolkien fans, people who are, who have been invested in the lore, love Lord of the Rings, know everything about it. I mean, just some guy, I follow him on YouTube, uh, his channel. He talks about the fact that, 
you know, none of this goes with any, he's a massive Tolkien fan. None of it goes with it. And people were sitting there labeling, you know, white supremacists and stuff like that. He's black. Like what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like he's, he, he, he has an opinion based off this because he's a fan and people keep saying it's, it's racism and homophobia and stuff like that. That's, that's the only reason why people are upset about it. No, they're upset at the fact that you have taken something that they love and the lore that they love, and you're changing it just to suit your needs because you want to virtue signal because you want to have an agenda while the rest of us didn't care to begin with people who were Tolkien fans were Tolkien fans just because they were Tolkien fans. That was it. It, it was, it wasn't because it, they saw themselves in it. It wasn't because they, they see themselves in the characters today. If the only thing you're looking for is whether or not you can see yourself in a character, the only person you care about is yourself. That's it. You're not a fan. You just care about seeing yourself and everything else. Cause that's where you're That's identity politics for you. And that's how you identify the rest of the world is whether or not you can see yourself as that character. And instead of, instead of realizing that in fiction, it didn't matter what the person's race was. It didn't matter what their sex was. You could relate to them as human beings and you appreciated them for that. I love Gladriel. I'm not a woman, <laughs> but she's a bamf. You, you don't see me bitching for more fat construction worker characters, right? <laughs> like what the, what the fuck? Like, you know, fucking, fucking Josiah lives lo- like loves the dwarves. Yeah. And most of the things that we've seen, he talks about the fact like that. Why? Because they're, mo- they're closest to one Norse mythology <laughs> and two, they're all they're fat fucking, construction workers. They're, they're all they're all, they're all like miniature construction <laughs> workers. So that's the, but yeah, that's the thing is like listeners. If you saw Josiah, he's not a dwarf. He doesn't see no. himself as a tiny person. Uh, the the guys I used to play D and D with used to refer to me as a dire dwarf. Yeah, Just, I, I'm like a dwarf, but I, I'm I'm bigger, but dire. But I mean, the the reason that I I really like the dwarves is because typically they're in it for two reasons. They're either in it for the bitches or money. So, oh, yep. and, uh, in their the typical, mead. I mean, that, that goes along with bitches or money. Yeah. Um, so. but the, the reason I like them is typically they're, they're all, uh, depicted as having Scottish accents and it's always funny coming out of somebody that short. Yeah. Yeah. Makes them and severe then, smart asses. Like fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then also I, I'm jealous yeah, of the, it's the, the beards that, they it's can that little grow. guy of like, like, yeah, you want to make something of it? Like, just walk up to like everybody and just instantly want to fucking aggro yeah, got, whoever's in the room. They got small guy syndrome. <laughs> exactly. So listeners, when you're, when you're watching this stuff going on with like rings of power and asking, you know, why are these people getting so upset about it? It's because it doesn't respect the lore. They've already said that they don't respect the lore when they've talked about the fact that, you know, the, the, ver- the very people who are attached to the projects have made statements of the fact that they think that Tolkien was racist. <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about well they're i mean like, there's well, no just, italians in there so i yeah. mean they're like well will the orc well the orcs are all are all black i'm like but that has nothing to do with someone's race that literally is just how they're how they're they're orcs they're not real people what are you what are you talking about what are you getting on they talk about like oh well you know he he talks about other races from the east and stuff like that the men from the east were were of darker complexion and stuff like that and they sided with with uh with sauron i'm like they sided with sauron Almost because like they were all followers of morgoth real world 
fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he, but he talked about like the, the way listeners, the way that he wrote his books, everything was based off of Anglo his, his Anglo-Saxon heritage. He was looking at it and going, okay, well the, these were the cultures that are around me. This is what inspires this. And that's how he wrote his books. And when he talks about the, 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 they're like, oh, well there's no, there's no elves that were, that were black. The elves primarily lived their entire lives originally before the age of man and the age of light in the dark, which is why they worshiped the stars. Even if you looked at it from a, from an evolutionary standpoint, they would have mostly stayed in the dark and would be pale and in complexion, which is why people in the North for white people don't get usually as much sun as other people in other countries and why our skin is so fucking pale. And that's just from evolution. You douchebags. Yeah. But the, also, where's the Italians in this shit, man? I mean, I, I'm kind of still pissed actually the that. Italians are mentioned. In fact, some of the elves, some of the elves would have all of complexion. Nice. The ones, the ones See? who had actually lived, who had actually lived in the sunlight would have had more all of complexion and would have looked more Italian. In fact, the people that he ta- that he thought that he talks about the darkest people would have been, you know, primarily would have looked like they were from Spain or Italy. That's right. Represent. <laughs> so when people sit there and get we don't mad throw arrows, fact, like, we throw meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Giant fucking ballistas with fucking meatballs in them. Uh, <laughs> just at the end, just. Oh, <laughs> but I'm a hungry. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things like even if and this is a big caveat, even if Tolkien was indeed racist. It's a work of fiction. It's not a fucking how to be the script yeah. book. Which <laughs> yeah. also, if anybody wants, yeah, it's to not s- Mein Kampf. If yeah. anybody wants to see his reaction to the Nazi party when uh, they were talking about translating the Hobbit into German, yeah, go go look up his response to the Nazi party and tell me that guy's racist. Yeah, right. Like just yeah, you know, no nobody's fucking fuck? writing Kellogg's fucking cornflakes for being racist. It's just <laughs> cereal now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listeners, you want to talk about racists? They were eugenists, yeah. Kellogg's. They they literally they, they were literally originally designed to sterilize black people. Yeah, and if you don't believe us, go and look that up. That's true. Oh, yeah. Wait, I thought it's ca- fucking uh, insane. <laughs> I thought cornflakes were to keep people from masturbating too much. Nope, no, that's graham crackers. That's graham Never crackers. mind. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> I need to stop eating that shit. Yeah, no. Like, no, no, no. See, what you got to do is to spite the original creator, just crank one out while eating graham crackers. Yeah, I mean, this goes back. This goes back even like, you know, with like the whole Dr. Seuss conversation. Dr. Yeah. Seuss. Oh, Dr. Seuss used to be racist. No, he used to draw. He used to draw political comics for a newspaper that asked him to draw political comics the way that they the way that other people depict them, which would be black people with big lips fucking looking like they're freaking from Africa and wearing fucking ridiculous togas and shit like that made of fucking leopard skin. And crap. And later on, he start when he started writing books for children, he had made the statement when he was writing books for children of how much he was uncomfortable doing that. And the reason why he got away from it, because he didn't he didn't like drawing people like that. He thought it was wrong. So he stopped. So he started making children's books. Yeah, that sounds like a real racist to me, just because he did something that was completely socially acceptable back then and regrets it to regrets it later on in life. Yeah, we should hold him accountable because people don't change. Right. It's that people do change. People can change for the better. You saw everybody lambasting it for like, oh, well, Dr. Seuss was racist, so we got to get rid of Dr. Seuss books. What? 
This, this is fucking ridiculous. So now we have people labeling Tolkien as racist. Does that mean we're going to start burning the entire collective works of Tolkien, who is the reason why you have Dungeons and Dragons? He's the reason why you have most modern day fantasy today. No joke, listeners. If you don't believe me on that, you should go and you should go and look up what created Dar- Dungeons and Dragons, the whole story and history behind that. Why we have some of the fantasy that we have today is because of that man. So if that's the case, then we need to get rid of all of it. We need to destroy all of it and just create something new, right? Oh, that's communism. Fucking ridiculous. Like the the this whole thing of like, oh, well, the the fans who want who who are pissed off of this, they're all just racists. No, they're just mad that you're not respecting the material that's right there in front of you. They're mad that you're not respecting the roadmap. That you're just saying, fuck it, we're gonna go do our own thing. Oh, they're mad because there's a black dwarf. Actually, they're mad because the war, they're, they're big, the biggest gripe that I've heard every single time they show that dwarf, the woman, is that she doesn't have a beard. Yeah. That was the first comment that I heard uh, of, of, of anger against her. Like, I can't believe they did this. She doesn't even have a beard. And I went, I just laughed my ass off. And I went, that's why, that's, that's, that should tell you something. It wasn't the, like, when they first saw the, the dwarf woman, it wasn't because she was black. The first reaction was, she doesn't have a beard. That was my instant Hello? reaction. And I, I'm pretty sure I messaged yeah. you when, uh, or I, I put it in the group chat when the trailer came up. I was like, why does why doesn't the female dwarf have a beard? Yeah. This is bullshit. Yeah. Just what the fuck? <laughs> you guys, you guys are getting, you guys are sitting, you know, they're sitting there blasting fans who are the fans are blasting you back going you guys don't respect the lore it's so bad that the that fucking amazon had to take down a super fan and i put that in quotes super <laughs> fan video that, I they were that. Trying to, that they were going to post online and they 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 delisted it so people actually had to go and find it but they no, it, it was posted and, at one point then they removed it because of the backlash that's why i said they delisted it uh no but i thought the way you made it sound like it wasn't it never aired oh no my bad uh, no, they, they, they had aired it. It aired for about roughly two days and they delisted it after the reaction to the, to the teaser trailer kept coming up and they started getting ratioed yeah, was, on that. It was pretty bad. So they delisted it. So people had to actively go and find it to show their hatred for it. And it turns out that that super fan video was actually a series of super fan videos. And they were all actors being told to say certain things about it. I mean, you had a guy sitting there going, you know, if Sar, if it was, uh, if Sauron's hot, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be, I can change him. And he says it two different ways. It was proven. He says it at the beginning with, with the teaser for what they're going to say. And they all laughed. And then he says it a completely different way later on in the video, which they have the exact same laughter reaction to. So somebody like somebody told them, Kay, can you re say that? Can you redo that take? So that we can put it in a different part or do it in a different it's like, video. It's like those, uh, those, uh, newscasts that all just mimic each other. <laughs> yep. That's, that's kind of, you're, you're not wrong. It's what it kind of feels like. Cause they turn around and they showed that they did the same thing for other videos for other countries yeah. and they were all the same way. And fans called them out on it. Or like, you're, you're not using actual, like these influencers aren't influencers. Nobody ever fucking heard of them. They're just yeah. actors. It wasn't. It wasn't long after that too. They had to come out with the uh, the disclaimer that oh, this isn't going to be taking part in the same universe. It's not the same canon storyline. Like, yeah, clearly, <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, people were bringing up like Galadriel and other, and like you had, you had other reaction videos where there were like, there were, there's this guy Vito that I was following for a while and I stopped following him because he comes out and he goes all these, you know, basically calling everybody who, who doesn't like what's happening with uh, the rings of power, man, babies, he goes all these, you know, fucking fans, you know, that are getting mad about this. You know, you're all, you know, you're all just getting mad about it because you know, it's, it's, it's outrage and it gets you views on YouTube. And that's what he turns around and says. And then he turns around and tells everybody, you know, I don't really follow Lord of the Rings. I've never really been into it. And I don't really know. I don't really know much about it. I'm like, you're literally going to make a comment about something you don't even know. You don't even understand, but you're going to have a, you have an opinion about it. Could you imagine if our podcast was, was ran like this? I don't really know much about it, but I'm going to make an opinion about it. Oh, you remember that, uh, that, that comedy special from Anthony Jaselnik, uh, hope yeah. and prayers. What about yeah. me? <laughs> right. What That's really me? what it all comes down to. Yeah. So like I stopped, there was a couple of guys that did that and I stopped following them on YouTube because I was like, you're, you're making comments on things you don't even know about. You don't even understand. And you don't, you don't even know why they're mad. You don't even know why fans are mad about it. So what the fuck? You're just a mouthpiece for the industry now because you simply want to have content that everybody else will follow and be like, Oh yeah, I totally agree with this guy because he's calling, he's calling these guys out because they're mad. And guess how many, guess how many extra subscribers that they got out of those videos for it. And listeners, if you, if you unsubscribe from us, we're sorry, we lost you. Uh, we're not going to change our opinions just because of that. We don't really do it for anybody other than us anyway. So yeah, we really just do this for ourselves. It's actually just because we wanted to have conversations like this. And it started out with Loach, uh, myself, Loach and our friend, Mike. And we started having long conversations over the phone. And then one day, one day, I think it was, <laughs> I think it was Mike and Loach said, it we should Asian, just start yeah. recording ourselves. Yeah. We should just start, start recording this and, and have a podcast and fuck it. If anybody listens to us, we're just going to do it because it's fun and it'll be out there. If anybody wants to hear our opinions, awesome. If anybody agrees with us, awesome. If they do disagree with us, well, they don't have to listen to us. That's cool. It's no big deal. It's not, it's not the end of the world. We don't get paid for it. So it's not like we're having to monetize ourselves. Just here to make a few laughs. Yeah. We're not G4. Share some opinions. We're not depending this solely on an income and realizing that we're ruining our own fucking lives when we make stupid statements. Right. We're not, we're not doing the, the typical YouTube thing where it's like, yeah, it used to be like reactions to videos and now it's reactions to people's reactions of videos. Reactions. Like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. You like videos. What was it on Rick and Morty? You like videos of people reacting to videos on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this? What the place? fuck is wrong with this? Like, what is I, happening I, I, to our society? In all reality, like I, I consider myself a big Tolkien fan, but I'm not a super fan. I don't know everything about the universe. I just really fucking enjoy the movies. Oh yeah. Uh, and I hope, I hope all of this is absolutely wrong. I hope the show is fucking amazing, and it does really well. I don't think it's going to be the case. Uh, but I you don't know, plan I don't on wa- watching it because after I saw, sorry, I, I don't plan on watching it because after I saw Gladriel and I was like, she's in full fucking armor. Why? I, I'm, I'm trying to go in with the mindset that I do with, with Star Wars or Marvel. I get more of this universe. I get that, yeah. Hopefully it's yeah. good, but I'm sure it's probably not going to be, and I might just stop giving it a shot after the first two episodes. Yeah, hopefully it'll yeah. find its audience, and hopefully there are people who enjoy it. Yeah, and that's the thing I have a problem with a lot of other YouTubers. I mean, whether there are YouTubers I follow or YouTubers I don't follow. But when they just sit there and they're like, well, I'm not going to watch it, but I'm going to have an opinion about it. Then you can't have an opinion about it. Well, that's us. You know, to me, I feel like you that's have me. To, that's you. 
but I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to have an opinion about it though. Right. There's but a the difference is, though. I know what I'm talking about. It, true. But I feel like you, if you're going to have an opinion about a show, at least try to watch it. If you don't like it, then you don't like it. I, I get it. It's not going to be I don't for agree everybody. With that. That's like me saying that. Uh, that's you, like then. you telling. Well, dude. Okay. So in order for me to have an opinion about Uncharted, the movie, I have to watch the fucking thing. I'm not going no, to go just, fuck yourself. Uh, no, fuck you. You need to go watch that shit. Go fucking get get off your high horse. Get it down and go fucking watch it. No, Mike. I'm not going to put myself through that. Fuck you. No, you are going to put yourself through that. I'm gonna, Do you have an no, opinion on Dark you. Souls? Do you have an opinion on Dark Souls? No, I just suck at those games. I tried playing them. I hate them. I can't do it. I'm not talented. Dude, to play I know that time and time game. again you you've you've had an opinion on Dark Souls though. Yeah, but I've tried playing it and I suck. But you don't I've play tr- you don't play through the whole games. So or I didn't you don't, say you play through the whole game or I didn't say play through the whole game or watch the whole show. If at least so you're telling me I can attempt. watch the first five minutes of Uncharted and just say this is dog shit. Go for it. <laughs> Your logic doesn't I mean, make any sense, dude. That'd be the it's trailer, a- right? <laughs> 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 So my uh, my brother went and took my nephew to go see the movie. Yeah. And he messaged me afterwards. He's like, oh, dude, you got to go watch this movie. And I was like, no, thanks. They played the games. He's, there, there's there's games. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's, it's there's for people games. who haven't played the games. Well, and that's, that's what fine. I told him. I was like, it, it, he was the same way with uh, Avatar because he watched the uh, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Ooh, fuck. And he's like, oh, man, I love that movie. I, I was like, I watched, you should watch the show. Here's the difference between the two of us. I watched that movie before I watched the TV show and went and saw the movie. And was like, this is dog shit. How is the show rated so highly and loved by so many fucking people? There's no way it's the same thing. I watched the TV show. This the, this is fucking amazing. So that proves I don't need to fucking watch everything to know it's dog shit. I think you do because I thought the movie was great. Loach is not on the podcast anymore. It's <laughs> <laughs> cut off. Uh, we can't be friends. Uh, this friendship is over. 20 years down the tube. It's fine. Like you get what I'm saying. Like I I shouldn't have to watch everything in order to have an opinion. No, but what I'm saying is like a lot of people, I I see a lot of people who just, I think that you should be knowledgeable. Yeah. I mean, everybody should be knowledgeable about what they're going to go watch and everything like that. I still feel like you should give it a chance because then you might be pleasantly surprised if it's dog shit after one episode, it's dog shit. I get it. But I've but, pro- like, here's the here's the and this is the only reason why I have a problem with that because I said it. That's kidding. <laughs> no, there are so many times where I don't need to watch something in order to know it's dog shit, in order to know it's bad. So why should I have? Why should I put myself through that just to be able to say the same thing I already knew before? <laughs> I don't know. You used to hate the movie Sahara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, but but here's the thing I, I i already you're making a statement of based off the fact that i already watched something mm-hmm. so i had watched something and had an opinion about it afterwards and then you you told me you should watch it again with a different mindset go in with a it's a comedy not supposed to be a serious action adventure i watched it as a comedy it's fucking hilarious <laughs> you know it's kind of like the golden globes when they re-watched the martian and they saw it as a comedy and not a serious film <laughs> Poor guy stuck on Mars. Um, still one of the fun- I mean, don't get me wrong. Fuck you, Mars is still the greatest line of that entire <laughs> yeah, fucking movie. Still the greatest fucking line. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I like that and the other the other one. Uh, I'm going to science the shit out of this. <laughs> I like that one too. Wait, was yeah. I supposed to take that movie seriously? <laughs> I love that movie. It's a great, great movie. movie. It, it has is a very serious like serious tone to it, but 
Like it, it's no Matt Damon's fucking nail in that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he does a great job. But what I'm saying is, is I should like you. There are sometimes you can look at something and say a turd's a turd. I know it's a turd. I shouldn't have to watch this. I'm going to have an opinion about it. I think it's going to be a turd, and that's it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, don't don't I, get me wrong. I, 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 think I always that, feel like I think that a lot of people on, and this is true for all of YouTube across the board. There are a lot of there there are too many YouTubers out there, and I've even I've even called I've called RKO Outpost for it. I've called Ripper on it. I've called, you know, fucking geeks and gamers, all those guys that I follow. And I've told them like, look, you guys are harping on this a little too long. I get it. Something's changed, but fucking move on. Find something else. Yeah. Half, half the guys I follow on YouTube, were talking about fucking G force rebranding. How like, you know, oh, this proves that they, that they did something fucked up. I'm like, great. I don't care at this point. G four is done. I'm, I'm, we're over it. Move on. Yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot of those are they go definitely too far with like re- I like Friday Night rehashing when they all when they all joke around and fucking talk about different you know crazy shit on the internet because that's like us we talk about you know different right. crazy shit but there's there there is a point where you just have to go all right well we've we've hit this on, we've hit this nail on the head let's move on to a different nail right. Like and I said, I, I I feel like people should really give a try to watch sh- shows, you know, instead of just dogging on it, like the moment they see a trailer and everything like that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's been tons of movies where I saw the trailer. I'm like, yeah, it's just not for me. And <laughs> like, I have no interest in this. Yeah. And I think it's like fine that. to say it's just not for me. I'm yeah, I'm doing that with Lord of the Rings. I still have an opinion about the fact that they're not respecting the lore. But that's the main reason why I'm not going to watch the show. Not because I think it's going to be trash. Like things, I think it's going to be horrible. I'm just sitting there going, well, it's not going to respect the lore that I already know. It's not right. going to, you know, there, there are plenty of fans out there of Tolkien listeners that didn't like Lord of the Rings, the movies or the Hobbit. I don't know simply how. because, well, simply because they're missing things from the books or they're focusing more on like Lord of the Rings, the movies, they, they focus more on the action than the other things that happens in the book or the books. That's, a very different view of like what a lot of the Tolkien fans wanted to see. Some of them wanted to see the intricate happenings between the governments and all that shit. And I'm like, that would have been a boring fucking movie. Yeah. That movie would have yeah. been God. It it's already been, long. Could you imagine you if were they wanting, added that? Yeah, you were wanting a TV series, not a movie. You were wanting yeah. a television show. You were wanting, you know, game of Thrones, not the, fu- not the film. You were wanting Whereas, a book. Oh wait. Exactly. So, so I, but, but I get it. I get why they don't like the movies and I'm, and, and I move on and I'm like, all right, well, I understand why you don't like the movie. It's, it's not a big deal. I'm not going to sit there and say you're, you're batshit for not liking the movie because well, it's, it was your opinion. You don't, you just didn't like the film right. uh, compared to the it wasn't book for you at that. Well, point. and it, yeah, it, it's kind of the same with, uh, with Dune with the new movie. Yeah, having gone back and listened, fucking great. Yeah, the movie was great, but do you know how much of the book they spent wandering around in the desert just trying not to die? Yep, like a very significant portion of the book. Yeah, Yeah. that had they. Yeah, there are people. There are people who don't like the new movie. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because of that, they're like, it doesn't have everything in the book, dude. That movie is just the first. Is just the first part, and and you're complaining about the fact that you got a huge chunk of the book actually on film com- compared to the other versions of Dune that have been made. It is by far the best. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, it's because they still complained about it. It's because they added more action. All of the action in yep. the books is very glossed over very quick. Yeah. The attack, everything like that. Yeah. yeah that, that was like a 
half a paragraph at most they're oh the uh the harkonnens came and blew our shit up okay now we're gonna go wander around in the desert yeah um so i sometimes that works in the yeah yeah it's uh, it's all it's all bait you know all that stuff's very subjective yeah you can't please everybody yeah not not everything's for everyone uh and lord of the you know rings of power it's going to be the same way it's not going to be for everybody hopefully they hopefully it finds its own fan base that loves it i'm not going to watch it because doesn't go with the movies doesn't go with the lore i'm fine i'll check it out just because I mean, I, I definitely have a new appreciation for the movies. You know, at first I thought they were very slow. They were very boring when I first saw them when they did come out. Yeah. And I wasn't really into it. As opposed to Miles and I who can't watch the movies unless they're the extended versions. Yeah. But I oh, <laughs> every but, time I every time I fired up, I'm going on an adventure. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but that, the funny thing is, is that's how I am now, too. Yeah. I bought them all on Voodoo, the whole series, the Hobbit. Yeah, I'm so that, proud of all you. The ex- <laughs> 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 Listeners, keep in mind, Loach is not really big into fantasy. No, I'm you not. You would think he I, would be. I am he's more he's more sci-fi. Science fiction and, yeah. you know, all that crap. Technology, stuff like that. But the funny thing is, is like, you know, I, I bought, I had the trilogy. I had the extended trilogy on DVD. Yeah. Um. But I ended up getting rid of all my DVDs because I, I went digital. I went everything yeah. digital. And um, they had to sell for, you know, the entire bundle. And it was the extended bundle. Because I remember I was texting you, Miles. Yeah, it was about, The Hobbit. Mm, it was The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. I think you yeah, got it for like, what, 17 bucks? Something like that. It was like 20, no more than It was than a fucking steal. I was like, yeah, yeah it's a yeah. steal, do it. <laughs> and yeah, I definitely have a better appreciation for the movies. I actually love the movies. Even the Hobbits. I know people dog on them, but I, I love the Hobbit movies too. But I think yeah, the, now I'm like, once I start it, once I start the first one, I have to finish all of them now. Yeah. Like I it's can't. A very, it's a, to me, it's very much like a tombstone situation. Yeah. It doesn't matter where I come in. I'm going to sit down and watch. I'm all that of weird it. camp. I actually like the Hobbit more than the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait, hold on. You really like the Hobbit more than the Lord of the Rings movies? I do. I don't know why. I just do. It's That's probably weird. like Josiah the Dwarf thing. I, I fucking love seeing. I mean, the, the biggest reason yeah. the biggest That's reason fair. I liked the uh, the Hobbit movies was when you get to the Battle of Five Armies. the uh, The Dwarf General was voiced by Billy Connolly, and he's always oh, yeah. been one of my favorite comics. So. He died. Kyla, yeah. do me a favor and saw it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like. I really like the Hobbit. I love the Lord of the Rings more. Um, Miles and I have had that conversation the first yeah. time he ever said he liked the Hobbit more, and I told him he was fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> I like the Lord of the Rings more, but I like um a lot more of the characters in the Hobbit. I get that, which is yeah. kind of weird. I love the fact that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, was the voice of Smog. Oh, dude his his dude his performance is, is fucking incredible. Yeah, if you listeners, if you ever get a chance to watch the behind the scenes thing of like how that how that went down and how he yeah did that dude that, was like on all fours he, slithering around on the floor and yeah. shit literally like he was literally so into the character that he was actually doing that stuff and they then they 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 saw him do the first do it the first time and they said we need to film this for the animators yeah and the animators were like this is like this is it was so helpful for them because it got, oh yeah because it got it got the facial reaction the man the the mannerisms the way right. he slithered around like. 
down to down to this is a character, not just a dragon. This is a a living, breathing being on film that we need to recreate, and this is how we're going to do it. Did yeah, they well, realize he would have been good for the character when they found him sleeping in a closet on a pile of cash? <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't remember what it was that made him that that got him into one or into the audition for the role, but he was super excited for it because it, it was well. He's a big Lord of the Rings from yeah. Lord Lord of the Rings taken his performance is taken from his own father, who he said when he was a kid used to used to do smaug and used to do this like whole perform like basically like performing it in for in form in front of in front of him as a kid like doing all the motions and stuff and speaking and he's like that was inspiring to him as a child and he always wanted to he he he, he thought it was a dream to be able to embody that on or for film and uh it's just a real like it's a really cool story and i was like that's awesome and smaug is by far even that you like i've complained about it like his his time on camera isn't enough and and that's just my personal opinion because I loved the character so much. He was so badass and done so well. But oh yeah, he was watch- freaky, man. I mean, it was yeah. he was downright scary. Yeah, watching that whole thing, I'm like, man, like he embodies the he embodies this dragon and this character so much. You're like, god damn, dude, that thing is menacing as fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. what was it? The scene where he is let loose for the first time. Are you talking about when and he when he gets out of the out of the molten out of the, the, the molten fucking gold and yeah and flies out, out the, and he goes yeah. I am death yeah when he's flying toward it. the city and that's how and it ends yeah you have fucking uh, Bilbo uh, looking at it and he says what have we done yeah and then it cuts it, to black I was like that was it's such like fucking it's a terrifying disappointment. the first time you see it in in in, in the theater you're like it's such a disappointment where you're like i want more like how can you yeah. end it there? my ass is numb <laughs> <laughs> but it was su- like it's such a powerful moment oh yeah like, oh man i have to pop in the next one i have to go to the next film yeah that was the one thing when i bought the movies i wasn't like i bought the movies because i mean obviously cinema wise it's an achievement Oh yeah, the it's way a, that like I like how Jeremy and Geeks of Gamer said it. Like he he doesn't like the Lord of the Rings movies. He actually doesn't like even like the Hobbit movies. And he's he said that. He's like, but he says it is undeniable that those films are a fucking masterpiece. Oh yeah, it's probably some of the greatest movies ever made, hands down. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, the especially the original trilogy, you know, yeah. of the Lord of the Rings. It's cinematically, the way they shot it, how it was back to back to back. And just the way it was done, how it was done, especially during that time, you know, yeah, at the, the peak of special effects and, and, and most of it still holds up really well. Right. Yeah. And you're watching it. It's just insane. Well, on top of that, you also had the fact of how Peter Jackson approached him. And this is this is to kind of close out the art or the, the whole conversation for this is. Peter Jackson even said in, in documentaries, like when we approached Lord of the Rings and, you know, even going to The Hobbit. They wanted to approach it with, we want to do the books justice. We want to, we want to show respect for the content and we aren't going to put ourselves into this film. We aren't going to put our own agendas. We aren't going to put our own feelings towards the war of the world into this film. This film is going to be a representation of the work that was made. And to, and he said to the, you know, to the best of our ability. And that's, that's a very different approach to what we're seeing in the rings of power, which is, time and time again, been promoted based off of we're going to have it reflect the real world and its diversity. We're really concerned with not showing LGBTQ 
you know, cute characters in the film. So we're going to have that in there. Like everything's a virtue signal of like, Oh, look at us. We're changing Tolkien for the times instead of staying true to just the material itself. It's that whole thing of, you know, what, what if, what if in, you know, star Wars and in the, the sequel trilogy, what if it turned out that they made Luke Skywalker, uh, you know, homosexual and he was a trend and he was transitioning to a woman and that's why he went into hiding instead. Then we got Ray. The, 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 sad, the, well, the sad, the sad part about it is the fact is, is that if they had, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have put Disney past doing something like that no, I at all either. given, given the current state of things. And if you were upset about it as a fan and just hearing that going, why, like, what the fuck, what does this have to do with star Wars? What the fuck does this have to do with, you know, you know, the Jedi or anything like that. If you had heard that as a fan, you would have just been like, well, this movie's just fucking batshit. I'm not going to go watch this. But because of that, they turn around and labeled you phobic or something like that, just because you weren't interested in hearing a story like that. And that's what's happening with, uh, with Tolkien only they're saying, oh, well, you're homophobic or you're racist because, and you're all racist because you didn't like it. It has nothing to do with the fact that you're not respecting the lore, that you're not respecting anything like that. It's because for them, it's all about race. It's all about sex. It's all about, you know, identity politics. It has nothing to do with the story. Meanwhile, the people who are disliking it, disliking it are going, it's about the story. You guys aren't respecting the lore. You guys aren't respecting the story. You're literally putting events that take place hundreds upon hundreds of years apart into the same series. In a fantasy series. In a fantasy series. In a world that doesn't exist. Yeah. And like, I don't mind you bringing some realism into my stories, but Jesus Christ, we've taken it way overboard. (laughs) Yeah. And, and because, but because you don't like it, well, that's, that's because you're racist. Yeah. That's because you're, you're phobic. And the kind of backhanded fucking knocking the balls is, uh, you know, when they, when they do include stuff like that and it's just to be there as a token, it's really discredit to those people. Absolutely. You know, it's like you're, 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 you're making it just a, 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 a token appreciation kind of thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's, hey, there's, 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 we, we did something. There's no genuine real. There's no genuine quality behind it. Yeah, there's no build. Yeah. yeah. There's no genuineism around it. Like it, you're not being sincere well, about it. You're, yeah. If, you're if, just if, it, were, it, if it were, sin- absolutely. If it were sincere, they wouldn't say anything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They wouldn't try to make a big deal. If you're going to be genuine and sincere and actually take in consideration a culture that has been mistreated or is discriminated against, and you were going to do something genuine and you wouldn't make a big thing about it. Yeah. yeah. For God's sake, let's make it. The, just do it. The majority of articles about or the rings of power has nothing to do with the story. The majority of articles are all sitting there saying, Oh, look, we have the first female dwarf who's also black everybody just this is such a great achievement for film and for for tolkien's and for tolkien series and all that shit and you're sitting there going but what about the story well what are you guys doing there and they'll hit on the story very vaguely of like oh gladriel's doing this and this is happening and then fans go well those take place hundreds of years apart what are you what are you doing what's happening what is this well, that was because like for the longest time. You guys don't give a shit about the 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 story. You, you're you're more concerned with whether or not a, a certain a certain minority group gets representation in your film. Does this mean yeah. you also have uh, other minority groups in there, like the the Hispanic guys? 
Yeah, for better or worse, now I just want to see Danny Trejo as a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fucking great. Well, what, who was it? Carlos Mencia says there is one Mexican in Star Wars, and it's Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, but it, it's like it's like the whole thing with you know women empowerment and women in movies. Do we not for, remember the characters from like the eighties and nineties? Yeah, like where it's funny. You're like women don't get represented to be badasses, really. Ellen Ripley, Sarah Connor, Buffy the uh, Vampire Slayer, and, and Hollywood does this over and over again. They they act like, like they're they act like there's no representation for anyone out there. I mean, for fuck's sake, when Black Panther came out, they treated him like he was the first black superhero that ever existed. Oh yeah. Uh, and fucking meanwhile, Wesley Snipes sitting there sitting on the side going, "Who the fuck am I?" <laughs> right. Being a badass as Blade. Yeah, like you guys realize that I was a that I was a comic book hero, right? Like, or there's no strong women in science fiction, and I'm like, really? You guys <laughs> forget <laughs> Ellen Ripley, <laughs> like the woman who just fucking took yeah. everything on. Have you guys read any sci-fi ever? Yeah. Right? <laughs> History of sci-fi at all? Like it was like during the whole thing, like the whole super. Uh, what was it? The whole thing with um, what's her name? She plays uh, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson. Real Larson, yeah, yeah, the whole thing with her. Well, there's not enough women in our superheroes or in science fiction, dude. There's everybody sitting there going like, had to be rewritten because she because they claimed she was the first female superhero. Yeah, yeah like Janeway. <laughs> I didn't love the series, but I love I loved Janeway. <laughs> oh, from Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Voyager. Yeah, I love Voyager. Even that actress acted. She acted like all Star Wars is sex or Star Trek is sexist. I'm like, bitch. You were a fucking captain for fucking seven seasons. Well, I mean, hell, she. What was at the end of uh, the Star Trek movies, the originals? Uh, she was an admiral. She's a fucking admiral, and she deserved it. I mean, after going through all of that shit, <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck me, you were literally alone from the away from the fucking Federation for seven years on one fucking vessel, had countless fucking encounters, took on multiple species, created multiple fucking alliances. And <laughs> And took on the Borg at the end, and you got back. Yeah, you're a fucking admiral. And <laughs> let's not forget, managed to keep her uh, her crew under um under her command the entire time. Yeah, you know, no mutiny. Yeah, no mutiny at all. Not even a hint of any kind of yeah. uprising. Uh, also, also took a crew that was from the Maquis, who were a enemy, who were an enemy at the very beginning of the series, made them part of the crew, and made one of them her second in command. And he would do anything for her throughout the entire show. I'm like, yeah, she's she like when it was done, they showed she was an admiral. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> there was there was no question about it. I was like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it, it, just, it just drives me nuts when you hear this kind of shit. And I'm like, I grew up with nothing but like badass chicks. Right? You know, I grew up like watching Ellen Ripley. And, but fuck me, she is just a badass yeah <laughs> sarah connor and all them dude like really what the fuck's wrong with you yeah like i, I mean i don't understand that like that that's that whole thing of just oh well when this happens we now need to make it make it presidents i mean could you like that's it it, it will never it would never happen obviously because you know apparently according to everyone everything is every day is man's day um but could you imagine if if that were, were the way our society went was like every time a guy did something it was like oh it's the first time a guy's ever done this before even though it had been done time and time again i think the article i, I want to say listeners it was from variety where they tried to claim she was like the first female superhero i'm like you're you're literally telling gal gadot she didn't do anything right <laughs> you're you're literally telling 
uh, fucking Black Widow that she's she's not part of the Avengers. That that's that's not a thing. That never happened. Got it. Thanks. Um, just what the fuck? Yeah. So where we're at now. So, but that yeah, that's where we're at, and that's what's happening within every franchise. And like I said, there the the agenda is identity like all, all that stuff like that they're just like all right well these are the things we need to focus on in every article and none of them like you you look at fucking articles 20 years ago and it was about hey this is what we're doing with this franchise it's about this it's going to do this and we're going to have you know this kind of stuff happening like it was all about trying to create hype around the material not the actors not the people playing them well it's not even the actors or even it's it's the ideas yeah the political ideas now now, listeners, I do want to add something to this. We at the Geek Out Heroes, we do understand that fans can be, you know, fandom can be very toxic. We're well aware of it. We've called it out on our own podcast. Hell, we've called ourselves out on it when we needed to. When you get really passionate about something and you love something so much, it's hard not to allow sometimes your emotions to govern how you respond to things. Now, with that said, with the Lord of the Rings and their, and their fandom, this isn't an area where it's toxic fandom. This is an area where the fans are genuinely just letting the the company that's making this know, hey, we don't like this. We're not going to watch this. And that's kind of it. Like they're just they're just letting them know of, hey, it's your money, but we're not going to watch this. This isn't made for me. This is made for somebody else. I think Amazon's well aware of that in reality. I don't think that there's any necessary like there's any reason for them to go out of their way to insult one Tolkien fans and especially no reason for them to go out and insult Tolkien himself to go out and do that is just fucking stupid, but it's Hollywood and it's hard for them to keep their mouths shut and just kind of keep things to themselves. So instead they go out of their way to try and make you seem like you're the bad guy. Keep in mind, this is from an industry that has protected pedophiles and rapists and abusers Meanwhile, preaching to the rest of us how wrong it is to be rapists, abusers, pedophiles, now racists, and misogynists, and all that shit. It seems to us that the people who preach the hardest against it, against these things, against these injustices, are usually the people who are guilty of them. And Hollywood is known to be guilty for a lot of things, especially racism, misogyny, you name it goes down the line. So it makes sense that they are so adamantly wanting to call everybody else that because they've been guilty of it so much and you know within their own industry that they just see it everywhere else. When somebody else tries to say, "Hey, you're not making this for me. You're actually making this just to to make amends for things that you've done." It's just kind of interesting to see them just, you know, calling the kettle black and uh not realizing that they're the pot. I mean, their own responses to fans is to be toxic right back. They could have just left it as, well, you know, clearly the show's not for you guys now, right? Uh, this is the show that we wanted to make. These are the characters, you know, that we wanted to create, or these are the people who we thought did the best job for the role. Sorry if that's not okay with you, but try, try and give it a watch. See if you like it anyways. If, it, if it's something that you don't like, or you feel like we've betrayed the character, it's not for you. What I'm asking for is I feel like Hollywood needs to be a little more sensible when they answer fans. And rather than going full 
full woke and blowing off fans instantly calling them racist bigots and stuff like that, which is what happens time and time again. Instead, they don't ask themselves, hey, why did they act this way? Is it really because of this or is it because they're just upset at how we're handling it? Just like anybody else, fans don't really like it when they get called names simply because they didn't like something that you created, but you feel that they should be grateful. They also don't like being held responsible when something fails that they didn't enjoy to begin with or they didn't want. So if something fails because fans don't go see it or don't want to watch it, it's not because of fans. It's because you didn't make a product that appealed to enough people. That's kind of how marketing works. That's kind of how all of the entertainment industry works. So, you know, it's like that whole thing of, you know, why didn't anybody go see, why didn't anybody go see my movie? Why isn't anybody going to see Charlie's Angels? There's two to, two women to every man, and you're complaining to the guys for not going to see your film. How did that make any sense to you? The women aren't going to see your film. Why isn't that happening? Why aren't you complaining to them for not supporting you as well? You see how that works? Anyways. Instead, we have articles of like, oh, the Rings of Power are coming out, and they have the first, fe- your first female black dwarf, the first black elf, and stuff like that. I'm like, if you guys had never said anything about this, and never made such a big deal about it. How many Tolkien fans, how many people would be freaking out over what you're, you're trying to push. If the only thing you talked about was story, right? So it doesn't get clicks. Doesn't generate buzz. Yeah. Right? It doesn't make me look, it doesn't make companies look like they're actually being progressive and doing something great for the world and, and trying to fix something that apparently has been a problem. Everybody, everybody's still racist somehow. I mean, for God's sakes, we have, we have, Literally, people in government that tell everybody, "Oh, if you're white, you're racist. you're racist because of my color." It gets thrown around so much; it doesn't fucking mean anything anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. You, you you literally you literally killed it. Yeah, like it, that's exactly. I mean, you nailed it right there. Yeah. yeah. How do you take it all meaning out of a word? You use it until it's fucking dead. Right. Exactly. Yep. And that's the serious of it is gone. It's like when somebody calls somebody else a Nazi, I'm like, you don't even know what that fucking word means now. Right. I would love to have seen, I would love to see these people for, for God's sake, somebody invent fucking time travel so we can send all these fucking idiots back and show them this is the way the world used to be. You can see it. Think about how far we've come. Fuck me. Yep. And our hobbies are getting ruined. Yeah, and because of that, yeah, I was going to say, because of that, it's, it's uh, infecting our fucking hobbies, the things that we love, just because, get away from all that. <laughs> yeah, j- j- and, and that's exactly it. We used, to, we used to do these things so we can get away from the real world. Now we're being, thr- the, the real world has to be thrust into every fucking thing we have. I can't wait till we start playing our Dungeons and Dragons. I'm going to be a trans uh, dog. Transition dog boy. I'm, I, 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 re- so I am a dog. A druid. Yeah, I'm going to self. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, self-identify as a cat. So you're going to play as a druid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, even, <laughs> even, even, uh, even Dungeons and Dragons wasn't uh, exempt from this. We talked about this earlier with, uh, well, I did with uh, Josiah today of the fact that like, even all this stuff is, is infecting Dungeons and Dragons where they're like, Oh, we're, we're not going to like not allowing characters or people who play characters like listeners you have to understand in in rpgs you're playing as a character you are actually playing as that character so you have to act like them when you talk and stuff like that you're being that character in the game much like you would in a video game only in the video game everything's pre-chosen for you 
you're having to choose the dialogue. You're having to choose how that person speaks. So if you create a character who is racist against orcs, then your character is racist against orcs. Doesn't mean you are in real life. It means that that's how your character answers. That that's their, that that's their, that's their gripe that because of something in their past that you've created in their history, this is how they are. I'll be honest. I don't care if you're racist against a fictional race. And that's it. And that's, and that's, and that's the thing is, that's the thing is it's, it's all, it's all fiction. But now in Dungeons and Dragons, they're like, Oh, we're not going to work with that. That shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. You can't have characters like that. Well, and the, why not? I, I had this discussion that, with, that's, it happens it, it, regardless of what you guys think, may think people, people can be racist in real life. So can't they be in, in fiction and it's fiction. It's not like this person's real. Yeah. They're not spreading this into the world. Well, I had this discussion with one of my friends I used to play D and D with, and he was like, Oh, I, I totally agree with this change, you know, because one of the things they said was there's no race that's inherently bad. And I was like, except, except for, for the, the orcs. fucking orcs, they're inherently evil. The drow they're, are yeah, evil. They're inherent. They're inherently evil. And listeners, the reason why they're inherently evil is because uh, they were created by evil forces, not the good. Well, I mean, if they were hotter, doesn't mean, it would have been different. Yeah, it doesn't mean, I mean this, isn't good. Like World, this isn't like World of Warcraft, where the reason why the orcs were became bad is because they were guided by rulers who ended up becoming bad because their entire land was dying and they had to be teleported into another fucking universe that they basically saw as, well, we have to conquer the land in order for us to have our people and be, you know, be prosperous. That's that's World of Warcraft. That's the lore that they created fucking white and, people man <laughs> and again based partly on lord of the rings based partly on dungeons and dragons because these Bite are the things these creators w- worked on fucking lo- fucking game of thrones is based off of uh or sorry the first books that um george rr R. martin that everybody fucking worships so much his first books were based off of characters and conversations and collaborations that he had for D characters with a group that he used to play with a group of other authors who also did the same thing to create books and become famous and make money. They're based off of D and D, which you is imagine playing that D and D game. I don't even, I, I don't even think I'd want to play. I just want to sit there and watch. Can you Dude, imagine too much penis, man? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so many dicks. Ah, my character whipped out his dick and said, fuck you. It's just, it's, the, it's wrong, just man. one, it's just one, yeah, it's just one more way that, you know, we start to lose up. something that we don't like. And uh, funnily enough, it's the thing, it's things like this and uh, everything that, that, that pushed me towards anime. It's what made me appreciate anime more because anime didn't care. They weren't about like, fuck, we're, we're watching uh, Kumi uh, can't communicate. And while it's okay, I, it's not great to me. And part of it, and mostly it has to do with the, the narrator. I can't stand when the narrator jumps in and has to say something fucking drives me up the wall. I don't need her talking about anything and I don't need her introducing the show every time to let me know what somebody with social anxiety feels after school. I get it from the first episode. Yeah. I I live that. So I'm good. Um, so that, that annoys the crap out of me, but there's a character in it. That's trans. They don't fully address it. They don't make a big, big deal about it. Uh, he, 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 he says they them and his care his his friend uh respects that enough to say they them when they're not around which i think is fucking ridiculous because nobody would do that uh but 
That's what happens in the show. And it doesn't, and listeners, honestly, it doesn't even cross my mind when they say it, when they talk about it or anything like that. It's not, to me, it's not a big deal, whatever it is, what it is. It's the way, it's the way the show is. And I appreciated the fact that the game or the show did not preach to me the entire time. They didn't try to correct him when he said they, them, they didn't try to do anything like that. Uh, the, they just had this character that, you know, even says, but I'm a guy and laugh and, and they, la- they, they joke about the fact that they are look are perceived as a girl by so many people, but they're a guy, you know, it's like those shirts you and genetically miles. Well, I mean, it's, so you forget about it by the end of the series, honestly, because it's brought up one time and then dropped after the other that. time it's brought up. Uh, the other time it's brought up is, is at the, uh, the pool, the pool episode. Because oh yeah yeah he's gonna okay. go he was gonna go into the pool into the dressing room with the women and his friend stops him and, and he says where do you think you're going and they go and dress in the uh, the uh, intersex uh, bathroom and uh, that and that was the only that was the only thing they bring up they're like yeah and, and the narrator had to jump in and say uh, you know they went and changed in an intersex bathroom I'm like I didn't need you to tell me I kind of figured I kind of figured they just went and changed somewhere else and that's fine you didn't need to tell me that. And that, again, that gets back to the narrator annoying the shit out of me. Well, it's because everybody's stupid now and everything has to be force fed. Yeah. But the thing is, but what I'm pointing out is the fact in the show, I doesn't, it doesn't anywhere else. It doesn't really occur. It doesn't happen. Like you don't, right. you don't really care and it doesn't cross your mind. It's ever the, it's ever the fact yeah, that at the beginning, I was like, are they a guy or are they a girl? Like I literally said that to miles, like for, for two hours, for an episode and I couldn't figure it out. And they never fully answered it. And it, it just moved on. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I just didn't care after that because, because the, the, and the only reason I brought it up was because the main character was confused because they knew this person growing up as a kid always thought they were a guy. And now they were seen by a girl by so many people. He's like, wait, why are you like, he asked, why are you wearing a skirt? Like a, a girl's outfit. And the, the person just laughs it off. And I was like, okay, well they're, they're going into that, into, into that territory but for the most part. It's funny. The character is entertaining. I mean, they have, they have them come out of the, the freaking uh, bathroom in their bathing suit. And the guy, like the three guys there are going 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off of that. So that's one thing if I've had to respect in, in the majority of anime, there are some anime that go, that, that go too far and decide to point everything out to try and teach you a lesson. But for the most part, they just don't care. It's just, a, it's about the story. It's about the characters. That's what they're, that's what they're there for. And I respect that more than what we've been getting in other things where it's just like, Oh, we have to take a break to make sure that you learn a lesson here for five minutes. And sadly, as it gets more and more work, like as that grows up out more and more and more, it's going to happen. It's starting to happen in video games. It's starting to happen in, uh, you know, it's already happening in movies and TV shows. God, fuck you, CW. <laughs> um, fuck you, CW for having that agenda for so fucking long. It's ridiculous. It's what's caused your channel, your, your entire station to go under. Just say, so, just so they know. Um, but it's it, when it comes to video games, as you know, if, if that stuff starts getting more and more prevalent as we go on, like the only thing I'm worried about, like I, I was looking at Forsaken. Forsaken's been uh, delayed until I, I think October now. Uh, originally, it was supposed to come out like the next couple of months. It probably needs some more work. But I actually saw that trailer. I was like, man, that looks really cool. The only thing I'm worried about is them bringing identity politics into that game. I was worried about it somewhat with the neck or with the current uh, horizon forbidden West, but thankfully my uh, worries for that have been alleviated. Uh, so it's, it's based off of every, everyone else's reaction. It's, it's not really an issue. They're not going to bring that up. 
that's the only thing I'm worried about in Forsaken is just them bringing identity politics in it because it looks like a cool world and everything like that. But they've made such a big deal about the character so far and who she is. Forspoken? What did I say? Forsaken? Did I first? I said forsaken. You're you're right. My my bad. First I, I just wanted to make my, sure my I was on the same no, page. I appreciate you. No, I appreciate you correcting me. Uh, no, for for spoken. You're you're right. That's uh, that's the one. It's the one from Square Enix. That's that's going to be coming out. Yeah. Uh, she's got cool different powers. Looks like it's an open world area. Yeah. You know, High mobility. Some, yeah, drenched in some fantasy and stuff like that. I'm like, that looks like a really. It looks like a cool world, and that's the only thing that's been brought up is when they start talking about her character and stuff like that and how. Uh, strong she is and stuff like that. I'm like, well, they haven't been going into identity politics and saying that be, you know, it's good to see a woman be this strong and stuff like that. So I appreciate that in the promotion materials so far. It's the only thing that that because of other shit going on in the in the pantheon of of geekdom and the amount of identity politics that have entered that, that's the only thing I'm worried about with that game. And that's kind of sad is the the fact that in the back of my mind, I can't enjoy what I'm being shown. Because I'm always worried somebody's going to fuck it up. <laughs> I can't enjoy what I'm being shown because most of the time it's not fucking complete. <laughs> True. Um, and it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of one of those bummer things of just like, all right, well, I used to be able to get hyped for things. Now I can't get really hyped for things because in the back of my mind, I'm always going, yeah, but how are they going to fuck it up? Yep. And that's that's always going to be there now because of the, uh, the that's, way that's the why going when when you guys shared the uh the latest jurassic park trailer it was like yeah it looks fun hopefully it's good <laughs> because i have no faith in anybody executing things properly yeah i get that that's the that's and that's really the only thing i've been hyped for so far out of, yeah, out of anything cool. shown and that's because and that's only because jurassic park has shown me no reason to yeah. really to really get worried about identity politics in it because they, but they that's laughed off hurt identity even politics. More. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it would, it would, yeah, it would it would actually be soul crushing for me, I think. Uh but yeah, I mean they they laughed off identity politics in uh Jurassic World. And when she, you know, she gets all huffy and fucking, you know, takes her her shirt, wraps it up in the front and and ties it, and he looks at her and goes, What? What what is this? <laughs> Means I'm ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like the, that, that whole attitude of like the main character or one of the main characters didn't care that she was a woman and wasn't, you know, basically wasn't going to treat her like, Oh, you're, you're the dainty, you know, you're this dainty woman or everything like that. He just pointed out like, you're wearing fucking high heels out in the fucking floor or out in the fucking woods for God's sake. Come on. Like he, he wasn't willing to, to hold back any shots and she was willing to just take them and, and dish them right back. To me, that that spoke more equality than if somebody took a break to fucking address someone's you know sexism, which has happened in so many other fucking things. Yeah. And it, it was very reminiscent to how they treated it in Jurassic Park, where she goes, "Look, we can talk about the battle of the sexes, <laughs> sexes another time. I'm going to go out there," <laughs> and because uh, that was when Hammond goes, "Well, I'm a and you're a," because he was talking about when she was going to go out and get the uh, the electricity oh, right. again. Yeah, yeah, it was, and a it great was very. Rem- yeah, it was very reminiscent of that of just like, yeah, what the fuck ever? I don't really care. <laughs> just mo- we're moving on. And that's the way I kind of wish that rest, the rest of Hollywood tr- would treat it. And they just aren't. So, yeah, I mean, the like I said, the only thing that's made me hopeful for the Jurassic, the next Jurassic World is that that hasn't really been an issue in previous films. But like you said, 
the way things are going, there's very much a possibility that it might become a thing and they might try to address it. Like, I hope they do. If they do, it's with the dinosaurs. <laughs> the dinosaurs are trans. Yeah. Well, technically they are because blue yeah. can have a kid and they're, they're able to a- asexually reproduce. Well, that was in the books though. Yeah. I was going to say that was already in the books though, but I, I just think that would be funny. If yeah. They- there were some dinosaurs that were able to change sex and other dinosaurs are actually re- able to reproduce asexually. So that's what you get for using frog DNA. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you get for splicing up anything. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they, if it's if it's you know joked about with that, I'd laugh. I'd probably you know get a good chuckle out of it. But you know, it, I'm looking. I'm still looking forward to it. That's the one. That's one of those small ray of hope yeah. <laughs> that I have in the industry. And I think yeah, if it, if it comes up and it's one of those teaching moments in a movie, I would just be soul. My soul would just be crushed by that. Like, just come on, man. Can't we just have a good film? Can't we just have fun? This is supposed to be about dinosaurs. Why I don't need to think about, about the this? shit. And I don't need to think about this shit while I'm watching this. So, uh, but we have, we've seen it. We've seen some things get touched on that in video games. Some of them have their sole purpose of, of trying to push certain agendas and stuff like that. Like, tell me why. Um, but I played, tell me why. And it was, it didn't actually try to push an agenda the entire time. It kind of, made a statement and then moved on. And that was at the beginning of this, the series really. Uh, oh, the life is strange too was pushing the hell out of it. Like life is strange too. Didn't I have no, no desire to, to, to really finish that show or that, that fucking series because it was so engrossed in everything's racist. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm out. Uh, I don't need to, I need to, I don't need to watch this. We're seeing it crop into, into crop in. What the hell am I saying? Creep in, creep in Vargo. You douchebag into our main hobby gaming and we're we're tired of it where we don't we don't want to deal with it and that's kind of why i started looking at other games that i've never really looked at and that's what really got me to look at dark souls and then what really got me looking at uh elden ring and the other thing that made me really look at elden ring was just every time they showed the open world everything like man that looks so fucking cool i want to experience this but i don't think i can play this game and listeners i've been getting good And surprisingly, I've been actually getting good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've, I've faced off uh, against several open world bosses. I've cheesed a couple because I found other strategies to get them done. I accidentally killed one of the toughest bosses in the open world, which is one of the uh, the cavalry uh, dark or the the dark knights, the the black knights that, that are basically <laughs> ring wraiths in the game. The knights and, of uh, <laughs> the no, they, they really look like ring rays. Yeah, they look though. like ring rays. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> scary as fuck because they're so aggressive. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I did that one on accident. I ran into him when I was getting I was getting tired of uh rune running, and I ran into one and uh he was on a big bridge that dropped into a massive uh freaking ravine that clearly was just gonna kill you instantly if you fell into. And I tried, I, I ran into, I was like, oh shit. And I hightailed it, turned around and tried to try to get away from him, ran around in a circle. And then I jumped up on this boulder and it's right next to the ravine. I did a double jump with the, uh, with my steed onto the bridge and he followed right after me and didn't make the jump and went right into the ravine. <laughs> and I watched his health bar go from full to nothing. And I went, yes, 
That was a that was a surprise as hell. That was pretty funny though. Gravity, the great equalizer. gravity is the ultimate equalizer. <laughs> uh, so, but I've I've had a couple of really good experiences in it, and I've enjoyed what I've been doing. I have to grind the shit out of it because unlike other other Dark Souls players, I need to be higher level in order to, to face a lot of these foes. But the great thing is that the developers looked at and looked at look at what other players are doing and how other players are becoming overpowered when they're when they're facing bosses. And they have no problem with it. And that is a very nice thing to hear from a developer today because most other developers would be like, oh, they're able to kill the boss this way. We need to fix that. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's unintentional. Yeah. So we're going to patch it. Bungie. All right, listeners. So I'm having to make a massive correction. And uh, this is on me. This is the uh, one of those moments where I'm wrong. And because I uh, didn't do my due diligence and double check and make sure that the transcript that I had was correct, I need to address an issue here because this whole section turned me into a liar. So, and I'm, and if listeners, if you know anything about me on the podcast, uh, honesty is kind of a big deal for me. And uh, so I need to apologize to you as listeners. I fucked up here and I should have done a much better job before we're talking about talked about it on the podcast. So the transcript that I had from the podcast was incorrect. It's one of those things where translators have a tendency to paraphrase for a lot of things in order to get to the point faster rather than reiterating every exact word. This is one of the reasons why some people have in Japan, especially like, you know, look at Kojima-san. So he has learned English and tried to speak English as much as he can when he speaks in front of in front of people because many times translate translators don't get exactly what he says correct and because of this it makes him seem like a liar and he doesn't like that that that's a mark against him I completely understand that everybody in the podcast completely understands that so basically what happened was uh, the transcript kind of cut a few corners of what exactly the developer said and paraphrased other things. And it made it sound like the developers weren't going to go through and change any of the game at all. Uh, no, that's not true. Um, and also the interview was only a week after the game had released. So he did make the statement of he thought it was great when he saw the Death Star, somebody using the Death Star fucking spell. And he thought that was awesome that somebody had figured that out. He said it was a testament to their community and how their gamers are so creative and can build things up and, and create different builds in the game to make someone that's so overpowered. But this was also before they had seen what people were able to do with some of the Ashes of War, and some of the Ashes of War are broken. Uh, they were doing things that weren't intended. I know that for a fact because I've seen some of the uh, videos out there, people showing like when you do combinations of different things or when you do something that the developers never intended, it breaks the the way it works and it you know works too well. In other words, in reference to when he said that that's the way the game is supposed to be played, he was referring to people are supposed to be able to level up, be able to leave boss fights, go and do something else, get the character built up and become overpowered. Uh, in in most cases, they're supposed to become powerful. So they are doing rebalancing with certain areas like that. Uh, in some cases, they're actually making some spells more powerful than they were before because they realized that a lot of people weren't using them. Uh, which is nice in other areas. They have nerfed spells, not by a ton, but they've nerfed them enough. Uh, but they've also increased their cast or their casting speed. So in some cases, things will be able to cast faster. So while they nerfed it, you'll be able to use it more often. It's odd because like, I feel it's odd trying to talk about this because of how awesome the original translation sounded. But I get it at the same time after hearing the 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 actual translation of what he said and what was actually said in that interview and when it then when it took place it makes a little more sense 
And I don't hold it against FromSoft for rebalancing some of the areas of the game. Some things were genuinely broken after watching some of the videos that I watched yesterday and uh, stuff that I had never seen before. Listeners, that includes some of the uh, Ashes of War that I've seen where somebody would use an Ash of War immediately change to their other through their second hand weapon. And that Ash of War would translate over to the second hand weapon, which it's not supposed to do unless you have a weapon that's able to use that same Ash of War and you have a duplicate. And in this case, it was being translated over to some wands that aren't supposed to be able to do those things. The other thing that's so strange is the fact that like the and I have to say that I think the translation that I had, the the transcript that I had kind of took some liberties in their paraphrase on adding their own thoughts in there, because some of the translation is so vastly different from the actual trans from from the transcript that I have now. It's kind of strange. Um, I mean, granted, I was paraphrasing the transcript, but still it's it's starkly different. But one of the things that they did bring up is the fact that they don't want to take they're not going to take anything away really from from their fans, from their their gamers. They do they feel like that balance is always a thing that needs to be uh, looked at in a game, but they don't want to take away a weapon. They don't want to just stop use the use of a weapon just because people are enjoying it or using it. So they'll balance it out in another way by doing something else with it. Which is vastly, still vastly different from Bungie. Bungie has the tendency of like, oh, this weapon's too powerful. And then they completely nerf it into the ground so that nobody can use it ever again. And people stop using it entirely and go to something else because something else replaces it. And that's a really bad way of doing games. Now, don't get me wrong. I would actually prefer that they kept everything super overpowered so that when I got to it, I at least felt like I could play the game. But still, it's a much different approach. So while it's a little upsetting that that's not exactly the case, they're not just going to leave it alone because the game runs the way they intended it to. You're supposed to be completely overpowered. You're supposed to be basically a, a fucking boss at the end of this game. I will say that it's still a more refreshing take than what we've heard from other developers. In the end, this hasn't changed my review for the game. I mean, I still love it. I'm still playing it, still working my ass off to try and get good. And I'm still terrible at Souls games. This might be a game I don't finish. Who knows? Because I might hit a wall that I can't get past. It's still been worth my time and my money because I've been enjoying it so much. So it's one of those things of like, well, even if I can't finish it, I'm still got I still kind of got my money's worth out of it. It's kind of hard not to with such an open area and such an open world. But I just wanted to say, you know, I'm sorry for not uh, double checking on the the translation for not double checking the transcript and making sure that that was up to snuff uh, because the transcript that I got is very much corrected and it's been double checked and said that, no, they actually said these things. And they're going to continue to do some balancing things in the game. They're going to continue to fix some things, some things in the game. While this patch did not really fully address the stuttering issue. In fact, when I got into the game after the patch, my stutter was three times worse than it was before. And I don't know if that's just the game readjusting or what, but it took a good 10, 15 minutes before things started running correctly again. And I tested it a few times. After each initial start, it took at least 10 to 15 minutes before the game would adjust and I would stop stuttering so much. And I have a pretty beefy machine now. I don't understand what's going on, but it's, it still seems like they're having that shader compilation issue. And I'm hoping they fix that soon because while the game might have needed some rebalancing, I think that could have waited and you could have let players had a little more fun with some of that stuff than you know, going ahead and correcting that. Because, I mean, performance is kind of a big deal in a game where it requires twitch reaction and precision. Just saying. So, again, listeners, I apologize. And if this has caused you guys to lose faith in us, 
hopefully we'll gain it back and uh, you'll listen. You'll continue to listen to us. If not, then that's fine too. I understand. Now, if they can make another armored core game that isn't total dog shit, I'll, <laughs> I'll be singing their praises you'll, for the next five years. Everything from, from, from software, right? Yeah. Because they, they made three or four armored core games that were garbage. And yeah. I used to love that series. Yeah. But rumors are they're making a new one. So, so listeners for my actual review for Elden ring, since I've actually put in over 30 hours into the game and most of that's grinding, keep in mind, <laughs> but I have faced several bosses. Uh, I've gone into several dungeons. I've actually experienced a lot of the open world and I would have to say, I recommend the game. Uh, not to everyone. There are definitely players out there that I would just say you're, it's not for you. Uh, if you're a player that has to play anything on easy to start with, not for you. Absolutely not for you. If you're a player that is okay with uh, some challenge and knowing that in order to meet a challenge that you're going to have to put in some time killing low level enemies and getting, you know, getting your character built up in order to face something much more powerful than you, then this is a game for you. If you are into exploration and just looking off in the distance and going adventure, this game is Lord of the Rings looking off in the distance and seeing something going, I want to go there. You know, getting your shit pushed in and going, I'll go there after I do this. <laughs> <laughs> that that's been my experience the entire time. Like, all right, well, I'm not good enough to hang here. So I'm going to go and, and rank up. I'm going to go get some runes. I'm going to build up my character and then I'll be back. And then I come back and rinse the shit out of stuff. And I'm like, this is great. Like it, it feels genuinely awesome to come back and be powerful in an area where you typically weren't. And that's one of the great things about the game is that it's very different from Dark Souls. I would not recommend Dark Souls to pretty much anyone on the simple fact of unless you are willing to constantly get your shit pushed in. It's not that that's not a series for you. Yeah. Unless your reaction to getting punched in the face is yes, daddy harder. (laughs) I don't recommend those games. I I still see that game as somewhat of a masochist game, but this game is very different. Uh, I've gotten beaten in several boss fights, come back and beat the shit out of them afterwards. Uh, I had one that was telling Josiah yesterday that I went into a dungeon expecting something very different based off of other, other recommendations for the game and where I thought they were talking about, which one of them was game was game ranks. And they had said, you know, go to this area, you know, open up the, uh, the, the fog door and go through into the dungeon and you'll find this, this, this. And I, I couldn't find anything that they were talking about. Instead, I encountered a mini boss, which I fucking destroyed. And then the main boss, which I walked in, was not expecting to see it <laughs> the way they, because the game ranks video had made it seem like, oh, it's going to be this character and you're going to, you're going to have a pretty good fight. But if you're ranked up, it's going to be easy. And I came in and it was not what they, what, what I had seen in their video. What I had seen, what I came into was a gigantic root looking salamander that breathed fire and fucking poison and i was like this is fucking crazy what the fuck is this thing but the first time i faced it because i wasn't expecting it i got just completely trounced <laughs> but i said the second time i went in i immediately you know brought in some of my uh my uh spirit summons my the wolves that i have had them pre- kind of preoccupy it while i just you know freaking two-handed a a long a broadsword and beat the living shit out of it uh, beat the, beat the boss. And I felt great. I was like, that was awesome. Came close to dying at one point, but I managed to heal myself, you know, quickly enough. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and it feels a lot more, it feels very different from other bosses where you're getting cheap shotted all the time. Like, uh, you know, in other games, like fucking even fucking street fighter or, 
you know, fucking smash bros. When you're playing against the giant hand, you're getting cheap shotted constantly. And you're just like, man, this, it, it's not fair. Whereas this one, everything feels like everything's unfair technically because everything, everything's so much more powerful. But when you lose, it seems more, it seems more fair than when you, when you lose in other games. And the only way I can explain it is because usually when you get hit, it feels genuinely like, yeah, that actually connected. I fucked that up. That was a bad role. That's the reason why I lost where like I've had moments where that happened, where I, I rolled forward. I should have rolled to the left or the right rolled forward, went directly into their attack and got fucking nailed. Happens. The funny thing is for me on this game, it's, uh, it's taking a while, but it's beating my Leroy Jenkins attitude out of me. <laughs> yeah. You really can't go in listeners unless you were, unless you were just good, unless you were the person who's like, I'm right. I'm going to be a fucking, uh, what is it? It's not vagabond. It's like, ret- I'm going to be a wretch is what no, more, most people call them. Uh, but I'm going to be the wretch class, which is you start with, you start level zero. You have nothing on you. You're completely just fucking underwear and a club. You're walking in like a caveman. And I've watched people beat the first boss. That's that feels unbeatable to me when I first started. Uh, but they beat the first boss. No, you know, can't take any hits. Cause if you take one hit, you're dead. It's a one hit. It's a one hit thing at that level. And uh, they just, they, they fucking beat the boss and they're like, yeah, all right, let's keep, let's keep going. Unless you're that good. <laughs> you're, you're not going to want to Leroy Jenkins it. If you're that good, then Leroy Jenkins go fucking ham. <laughs> Just, just go and have a good time. But if you're not there, you can't do, you can't do the whole fuck it. Let's do this <laughs> on everything. Don't get me wrong. There are times where that works out, but, <laughs> but for the most part, you're going to want to go in and be like, all right, I got to be a little more cautious. Uh, if there's a group of enemies, I got to lure them out one at a time so I can take them on and, and, and whittle down the group. So I'm not getting overwhelmed and uh, just, you know, take it slow, relax, have fun. That kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I recommend it at this point, given how much time I've played, I've put into it, how many bosses I've fought, and uh, the areas that I've seen are just insane. Dude, the fact that they're like, I've shown you the map, right? Just said that I've unlocked so far. Yeah. Which is a huge chunk of the game. That's not all of it, for one. And two, when you find out that there's an entire other world underneath all of that that's almost as big, it's daunting how large they made this game. Yeah. Like it's just insane how large of an open world and how much how much is there that when then when they say yeah we're looking forward and they're 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 telling people we're looking forward to making a sequel I like dude with as with as large as this as this game is I can easily put over a hundred hours into it without a problem I know that for a fact and the fact that they're going to make a sequel to it and then they're looking at going all right we're going to make a sequel and we want to go bigger like Jesus Christ man. Are you guys, you know, are you, are you trying to be the next Bethesda? Only your games aren't as glitchy as Bethesda. Cause that's one thing like their, their performance has been kind of bad on PC because of the stuttering issues and stuff like that. That's stuff that can be worked out, but you compare that to Bethesda. I haven't fallen through the world once. I haven't had something glitch out on me so bad that, <clears throat> you know, I lose my weapons and stuff like that. I've had a couple of freezes on PC, but their save system is actually really fucking good. Yeah. I've had it freeze on me two times to where I've actually had to alt F4 out of the game yeah. or go to task manager, uh, but it's only twice. Yeah. And uh, even the stutter seems to have improved recently. 
Yep. Um, it'll do it every now and then for a couple places. In some places, it might be infuriating. It hasn't hasn't affected too many fights. I had one boss fight that it affected, and and uh, I found out that uh, I believe it's from one of my other programs running in the background that I have to turn off when I play the game because I noticed a significant improvement yesterday when uh, I turned that off, and suddenly my some of the stutter I was experiencing was gone. I was like, okay, I think that was what was causing the problem because I was watching my CPU just freaking do this up and down during the starter sections. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I turn off, you know, turn off my program and all of a sudden everything's fine. All right. Well, I think that's one of the causes, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's more, it feels more stable. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'll second your recommendation for it. I haven't gotten to spend as much time with it because I'm still in school for the semester and you know, I just haven't had as much time, but I I'm enjoying my time. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, it's beating the uh, Leroy Jenkins attitude out of me <laughs> slowly. But you've done really well, though, for some like for some of that stuff, you've gone in full on ham and just said, fuck it. And for somebody who doesn't follow guides very well, it's hysterical because like, <laughs> well, it's he'll, funny he'll because comments like that like, really quick. I got to tell you, like, so last night, listeners were listening to him play and he goes, he's following this guy that's trying to help you build your character a little faster so you can take on some of the stuff and it won't feel soul crushingly bad when you're playing the game. But he goes through this area where there's a giant that drops down on top of you if you don't make it through the area fast enough. And he goes, Man, I wish I wish he had told me about that giant before before I went through here. And I'm like, how? I'm like, he says something about it. Did you watch all the video? And he goes, Hang on. <laughs> like after after he fights this thing and fights everything around him and beats him, he watches the video and he goes, Yeah, I had to just go forward like three more seconds. Because <laughs> the the way I watch these guides is I'll go to where it tells me to, and then I'll go through and watch to you know, yeah. know what I'm supposed to do when I get there. But the whole point of his guide was you get to the end and he's like, Oh, this took like potentially 20 minutes. You've got at the end of it, like a plus four weapon, some good spells, really good potions. The, the spirit summons. Yeah. The spirit yeah. summons. And he's like, and technically you don't have to kill anything. And I was like, well, fuck that. I bought this game to kill stuff. Yeah. But I, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've ended up killing a lot of things that I didn't have to. And then afterwards finding out there was a couple of them that I probably shouldn't have been able to kill, but yeah, I'm, I'm having a blast with it. I can't wait until I can get some more time and yeah. levels. And now I just got to do the, uh, the, all the grinding to get gear and everything like the, the good thing is I feel like the gear treadmill on this game is fairly short. What do you mean? Like you're you're not going to be constantly upgrading you, you know, like with uh, other RPGs, it's always like, oh, here's the slight upgrade, here's a slight upgrade. You can just upgrade oh, one you. thing. You, yeah, you can upgrade one thing and and keep that for quite a while, and until you get like an actual legendary weapon and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like even the the base level weapons, if you upgrade them enough, are good enough to carry you through a lot. Yeah, so. and it really depends on what kind of care, like what kind of player you are when it comes to that, because there's hundreds and hundreds of weapons in the game. Uh, there's tons of armor that you can get in the game and everybody says like, yo, you're going to want to go get this thing. You're going to want to go get that thing. But as you play thing, you know, other weapons drop to you and stuff and you'll, you'll pick them up and be like, I might use that. So I might put that in my, you know, especially the named ones I might use that. I'll put that, that in my, uh, you know, my chest and I'll maybe come back to it when I have a shit ton of runes that I can, and smithing stones that I can bring that thing up in and see what it's like compared to my current weapon when I'm at the same level, uh, for gear on that one. So 
I've done that with, uh, I did that with a couple of weapons and I've replaced, you know, a couple of weapons because of that, uh, I replaced my, my current staff as a wizard that I started with, which is, which actually was a great, what is a great weapon to start with, with the, uh, the mages, the prisoner class, uh, as they call it, uh, couldn't stand the rapier <laughs> switch for stab is not my thing. Uh, I like slash, uh, damage. I think those are more fun for me. And, uh, I, I have a lot less. I I've less patience to try and figure out how to get something on target to stab it correctly. Cause so many things move to the left and right that I prefer something that can slash and maybe catch them. So yeah, I mean, I replaced my, my major staff with one currently and upgraded that one to, you know, level five that I had my major staff at. And it's, it's great. It's fantastic. And I'm sure I'll probably eventually replace that with something even better because you're always going to like in these kind of games, you're always going to find something better eventually. Uh, that you'll want to upgrade. It just depends on whether or not you want to do that upgrade right away. Yeah. Your current gear works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It, you know, for, for our group, the people I'd recommend playing it would be miles and Anderson. Anderson's a combo King and he figures out uh, fights like fight fight systems very well. Yeah. I'm actually um, really interested to see what he's going to come up th- with for this. Yeah, game. I think he would be, I think he'd be really good at it. Uh, and miles, I'd recommend it just because adventure and you love open world. And this is the, this is a game that absolutely embraces everything about adventure of not knowing where you're going, not giving you a specific task of go here, go here, go here. It takes away all the Ubisoft mechanics of you need to follow this path. You need to follow this. It takes all the linear, like the linear shit out and goes, there you go. Have fun. Go figure it out. The moment you walk out of the tutorial, the doors close behind you to the uh, tutorial dungeon and there's nothing. It tells you nothing. You yep. just walk out of the dungeon. You meet a guy in a mask and he tells you some nonsense. And you're like, I don't know what that means, but okay, I'm you don't even, go on. The hey, there's a guy in a horse. That guy will push your shit in. You don't even, <laughs> you don't even necessarily have to talk to the guy in the mask. True, you yeah. can walk right past you can walk him. Right past him. There are plenty of NPCs. You don't have to do any of their quests. You can just completely move past them. I do recommend talking, make sure you talk to the merchant Santa Claus. He's got some pretty good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Worth buying. We recommend it to certain people. We don't recommend it to others. Uh, if you get it for 60 bucks, uh, if you're buying it at 60 bucks in all reality, given the entire world that they've created for it, it's kind of a steal, which is kind of funny because we so both, big. we both got it at a pretty good discount. Yeah. And I would still say, had I paid 60 bucks for it, I'd still recommend it. Yeah. Based off of where I'm at now, don't get me wrong. I don't appreciate, appreciate some of the performance issues, but on console, we've heard that I've heard that it performs better on console, especially the PS five. Uh, I've heard the PS five actually runs the best on, and, uh, there's no real reason for why the Xbox series X can't run it better. Other than the fact that, uh, for some reason, some of the, uh, certain settings in there prevent it from hitting 60 FPS, whereas the PS five stays pretty consistent. If you put it on performance mode, 60 FPS. If you put it on quality mode, 30 FPS, pretty much locked. Listeners. Additionally, we are aware that, uh, apparently from software has been brought up in, uh, recent articles that a Japanese web website where employees can rate their companies that they work for or worked at. And uh, some of them have complained about the fact that their pay is too low for an area they live in. I mean, they're, they're based in Tokyo. So having low pay is a big problem there. And some of the way that they treat their female employees as in not giving them time off when they're pregnant, uh, expect them to leave the company, things like that. Things that we expect 
in a business nowadays uh, aren't, aren't really being accommodated for them. Meanwhile, their parent company has made a billion dollars and uh, that's kind of a problem. So anyways, uh, we'll probably talk about that as more information comes out next week. And uh, hopefully some things can be, uh, can be worked out on, uh, on their end, but you know, keep in mind it is Japan. They're very different uh, in some of their work ethic and they don't have the same values always as uh, businesses here do. But uh, not making an excuse, just pointing out a fact. And one last thing that I forgot to bring up during the podcast is if you're planning on going to see the Batman, I absolutely do recommend it. It is worth seeing in theaters. I think that they did a great job with this, the uh, the film, and I'm hoping they're going to do more. I think that they said Robert Pattinson is not planning on doing any more Batman, which is a shame because that's another actor that seemed like they were fitting for the role, after, especially after seeing them play the role and have decided that they don't want to do it anymore. Uh, I don't know if that has to do with, uh, or if, I don't know if that's really a mark against uh, the WB or not, but it kind of says a little bit about the industry, doesn't it? And uh, how some people are treated, especially when they're trying to play a certain role. But uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was really good. There was only one part that was really kind of annoying to me, but that aside, I literally sat there with uh, Anderson and uh, Brandon and they both really liked it. Brandon actually said, this might be the best Batman I've ever seen. So, uh, and he's a, He's a pretty big, you know, comic fan and really likes Batman. So uh, that's kind of saying something to me. It wasn't my favorite Batman, but it was very, very good. Uh, so worth the money. Go see it. Uh, the only other thing we were going to like listeners we were going to cover really was uh, the Sony state of play. But it's, I don't think it's really worth covering. It was very meh. It was very lame. I didn't really care about much of anything that was in there other than Forspoken. Um, Returnal is getting co-op, which is kind of cool to hear. Uh, that'll be nice for a lot of people who have been playing that and struggling with it because they need to be have, have a little bit of uh, help or carried and in some cases. Cowabunga collection. And the Cowabunga collection looked cool. But as for most of the other things, it's just kind of like, eh, whatever. The state of play kind of shows the state of the state of most of the gaming industry right now. It's just kind of, eh. <laughs> All right. Well, if we can play it, we can play it. Right. If we don't have a PlayStation Five, play is limited. So yeah, it'd be nice to be able to play some of these games that are advertised to me. Yeah, listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Whether you're Romulan or Vulcan, Sith or Jedi, tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo. This is Josiah Files. This is Loach. Keep on geeking on. And we're out. <laughs>